Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Tic-tac. Tick tack, indeed, ladies and gents. Welcome to a Wolves fancast special. A first, first time, I think, guys. Transfer deadline day live stream. We're going to be counting down to the eleven o'clock deadline, and hopefully bringing you the news of any imminent wolf signings. If not, we'll bring you all the rest of the news and you can all get really angry about it, as seems to have been the case today. Um, I've got Luke and Dan with me. Um, boys, a rare occurrence as a Wolves fan. We've actually got something to play for on deadline day for once. Um, we're all normally um, slightly disappointed that we might not be in the market, but now that we are, it's all becoming a little bit uh, stressful, shall we say? Lads, seriously, every other transfer window that we've had in the last f- five to seven years, we've all moaned when Wolves have signed a, a development player. That's literally all we've signed today. One well, they're, they're all player. through the door, Dan. They're through the door. Harvey Griffiths, you know, he's going to be the man. 350 grand. <laughs> we've signed a 17-year-old for Man City. Money, man. Honestly, <laughs> it's, if I wasn't already bald, my hair would be pulled out. MRWWFC in the comment section says Scott Sellers out. It's Agree. been one of those nights today. Someone needs Agree. to be held responsible for this recruitment window. Might, you might call him Scott Seller. Oy. I want I want Sellers' head by the man on the horse first thing in the morning. No later. Like Sold us down the river, mate. Seriously, guys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, this is a this is a fiery start, but are we really that angry? Are we that yeah. angry? Mate, do you know what? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. The the the, the shit that them feeding us. I said when Nuno went, okay, give it time. Bruno came in, give it time. Transfer window open, give it time. I've always said, give it time, and we will judge at the end of the transfer window. The transfer window has an error and 57 minutes and 14 seconds left. And Falson have shit out. What's the point? Okay, do you know what? Bruno is his style of football fantastic. The, the, the last three games have been better than Nuno's previous 43. You know, can't deny that. But the board haven't backed him. Okay, we've made a couple of signings, but every man and his dog can see we need more than what we've got. That's the, one of the biggest frustrations, Gully, is the fact that you, you look at the sort of football that we've just put on show the last three games. We've 
two, just minimum two key additions to that starting eleven. We could literally push for that top eight again. And it's so frustrating. We've been absolutely dictated in the last 24 hours about getting Renato Sanchez. And that looked like it's, in hindsight now, that, that looked like it was never even going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I want to set the scene a little bit now, though, because... You know, the transfer window isn't about one day. It, there's a there's a whole um, process that goes into it. It's, it's a significant period of time where people can do their business. And if we go back to the start and we go back to Bruno Lage's appointments and the expectation levels at that point in time, and we compare it to now, the only difference really, I would say, is obviously a couple of additions, uh, the likes of Mosquera, who we haven't seen, uh, Jose Sars come in, Francisco Trincao, Huang, we haven't seen either. So a couple of additions, really, we can speak of. Plus three games of football, you know, in the Premier League uh, and, and a Carabao Cup victory. So are we are we in the right space to really, after three games of football, have changed our expectations from what they were? And they weren't high at the start of the season, were they? No, no? not at all. But I feel like we're, we're we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, maybe at this point. No, I, 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 I don't agree with that purely because of just the intent that we've shown. You, you, look, you look at certain players like Martino and Neves. The last like three games, how high up the pitch that they've actually been sort of dictating play at times. We, it, we do look a completely different team defensively. We're so weak at the moment with Kilman, Sace, and Cody at the back three. You had sort of someone like Bolly at the back. I mean, I don't know what games you've been watching, Dan, because I don't think we're that weak at the back. No, but that's what I'm I'm talking from a personnel point of view. I I, I think defensively, we've we've actually been really strong. But you look on paper, that's not our strongest defence, is it? I think, because I was thinking about this when we were playing Man United um, Sunday. I think when Bolly comes back in, hopefully it strengthens the team. Um, I think Kilman, I'm not a fan of Kilman. But you've got to give him his due. He's been really, he's been fantastic the last three games. Cody, he's not going to cut it. Fantastic man, fantastic captain. But as a footballer, we've got to be aiming higher. And Saez, he's always got a mistake in him. And I like Saez, but Saez should be a squad player. 12 starts, 18 appearances off the bench or figures like that. We don't want to be looking at the end of the season where Saez is he's starting 32 games in the league. Hopefully, Bolly will replace him. And But then, uh, who who plays in Cody's position? Because he's the weak link. Kilman, Kilman has got him out of jail four, five times in the last three games. Isn't that what your football team's about, though? You work as a team, you work as a what, making Making four or five mistakes in three games. No, 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 I wouldn't have said that good enough. We we know the risk reward that's in that team now. That's that's just how it's going to be for us to a certain extent. Though you know we we, we want to be on the front foot. We want to be opening ourselves up a little bit. It's going to happen to a certain extent. Now I totally agree with you that you know we would like an upgrade in those positions. But if we were to finish this transfer window as we stand right now, is it as bad as everyone thinks it is? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Look at central midfield. Look at central midfield. What central midfielders have we got? Neves, Dendonka, Matinho to get you through a 38-game league season. Neves, always good for a suspension. Matinho ain't bad for a suspension either. So what we're going to do if we're in a position where Matinho picks up a knock for three games and Neves is suspended? 
Like them donker on his own. Them donker and Saiz in the middle of the park. Is that good enough? This goes back to my point earlier, Gully, is that with the intent that we've shown, they haven't given Bruno a good hand to play with for the rest of the season. We, we, we knew that, though, didn't we? We knew that was going to happen. The, the, the club made it clear in that Ask Wolf series that we had to sell to buy. I think when things have calmed down and we try and look at it with a bit more optimism than, than negativity, the fact that we've still got Nevers and Adama here, it's not as bad a window as what people will make out, obviously, with the additions of Saw, Mascara, Trinket could still be an amazing signing for us this season. You've got the likes of Flipping Jimenez who've come back. Daniel Pones is now fit. Neto will be back sort of November. Some people are saying, I've been told January, February, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it then. Um, it's disappointing because I said we've been dictated with Renato Sanchez. Bruno Lodge, as I said earlier, was, in my opinion, two starting 11 players away from having a good push at the European places. Well, I don't think we can. Let's have a look at it then. Let's have a look at what, we, what we've been working with over the last 48 hours, like we say. Um, I think from the club's perspective, it's been all about uh, a central midfielder and a, a centre-half, potentially. Um, the names that have come up, some really solid names, you know, players that are playing at good clubs, have good experience um, in European football. Renato Sanchez, as we mentioned, Ticked all the boxes, uh, Portuguese, central midfield, gave us that something different, I think, if he was to come in. Sounds like all hope is lost on that one. Um, from a centre-half perspective, you know, the likes of Douai Chaleta Sarr from Marseille and uh, Sven Botman, two players again. You know, a league title winner in France, another player who was at playing at the Euros for Croatia. You know, really solid options there. Good point made there about Bolly and Sace going away with the African Cup of Nations. So yeah, numbers at the back important. is is is, is important. Bubakar Kamara from Marseille as well. Um been linked. Sounds like that one potentially down the drain. Kiefer Moore, which was an interesting one that's kind of come come back around after about a week or so. The modern day Sagba, desperation. I really, I really don't understand the thought behind that one, if I'm being brutally honest. No, I, I have to say. The other one that has been bandied about as well is Tosin Adrabayo, who I think wouldn't necessarily be everyone's first choice. But if you had to make a centre-off signing, I don't think he'd necessarily be the worst option in the world. Um, especially I still, with, think, like, that, I still think that's got an air of desperation with it, Gully, to be honest. I mean, like, him and Joachim Anderson might have done decent in certain games. I know they, they, they keep Liverpool out at Anfield the one game. It was like nil-nil. I think Fulham managed to scrape a point. And I think those pair have lived off that performance because at the end of the day, they still got relegated under Fulham. I think they got relegated more because of their lack of attacking threat though than, than necessarily the guys at the back. But, you know, we've seen that um, teams are doing business. In terms of you hear those names and you hear us being linked and you see that we are clearly making efforts to bring people in. Does that make you feel... A little bit better about it, or he's still you're not not really cutting it with with the club at the moment. Nah, it's not cutting it for me. I Lack think of trust has definitely gone, hasn't it? Though? I want to go back to the point that Russ made earlier. Like I said, I want two players for every position. Was it last week after the new game or the game before? He said he wants three or four new players to come in. So you've brought in a new manager and you're not backing him, and he's he's openly saying this is what I want, this is what we need. 
and you're not backing him. Now, the effort might have been there, but they've not come off. And for what reason? Who's negotiating? So, I mean, let's let's get the, some of the chat that's been in the WhatsApp group today, you know, out in the open. I mean, I, I feel like if we'd have brought in Renato Sanchez and we then found out he wasn't going to be available till, say, December, you know, would that have been a smart move to make? Really? It's no, a tough one, that goal, because really, the caliber well, of player that he is, if you're going to get him from December all the way to the end of the season, that could be the difference between eight or nine points, maybe. Can we count well, on Maybe as well just get him in January when he's fit. That's probably say, like, All these other clubs that were linked to him previously, like like Liverpool were linked to him, I'm going to try in, again in January. It's... It's, it, these are all the things that, that people have to consider. You know, it isn't just as straightforward as finding a player, negotiating a player, and then just getting him in. I, I really don't think it's as straightforward as people feel like it should be. And yeah, especially this, Gully, Gully, when did the transfer window open? What do you think no, about I... this comment, lads, from Gaz Roberts? We have a worse squad than when we got promoted. I don't know if I grew. <laughs> I mean, I look at that team that finished seventh in the first season. And I think when Neto comes back, it's pretty much the same, isn't it? You just swap in. You, you, you lost Jota, and Doherty. And, really, and Doherty. That, those are the three kind of mainstays. Um, so, and from a squad perspective, I don't think we were deep beyond that, really, were we? Um, no. There wasn't a lot of options. Helder Costa and Cav, Cavalero were there. I mean, there's, you there's wouldn't, you wouldn't there, have the that are deeper than our squad. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, Lager's come out and he's even said openly in the press and the board have failed him. So, in my opinion, if we have a, another poor season this season, you don't put it on the players, don't put it on the gaffer, you put it straight on the board. It's as simple as that. So with, with the benefit of hindsight then as well, obviously we've had some departures um, over the course of this transfer window. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White gone out on loan today, as as we've all seen, to Sheffield United. Shambles. Owen Ottesawi left. Shambles. You know, we're talking about cent- central midfield and, and, and having options in Shambles. there. The fact that we've only got three, play- three first-team players in there now. Say it again, Luke, for the lives at the back. Shamb- Shambles. <laughs> Absolute shambles. Yeah, well, it, it 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 starts to feel and add up and, and, and look like a pretty um you know confusing window, I think you're right. Um I always think as well you've got Corbiano, Tyler yeah. Perry, Austin Samuel, this is, this is the thing Patrick Catrone, Rafa Mia, the list <laughs> goes on. Don't pretend you ain't happy with Katrina going, Dan. Don't even no, start that one. No, no. You know I'm... Ex- that was I said earlier, keeping Neves, keeping Adama, getting rid of Katrina, plus the four players that we signed earlier on. When you look at that tomorrow, when everything's calmed down, you'll think we could have had a lot worse a window. But when you let players like Mir and Katrone go and you haven't got a ready-made replacement, because Kiefer Moore isn't the ready-made replacement that we should have, we should be setting our sights higher. Wolves, uh, <laughs> Tim Spears posted an article in 2018 which said Wolves are keeping tab on 5,000 players a month as their scouting network dra- dramatically increases. That's Where just how many players talking Wolves have linked us to. <laughs> 5,000 players a month. He's just took that straight off the Talking Wolves Facebook page. That's where he's got that information from and those stats. 
I always, oh, I always well, let's look at this. Let's look at this, right? Wolf Bristol I'm, loves that look. Utter shambles, mate. I mentioned earlier about let's say Neves picks us up a suspension, and all right, it's all if if but some maybes. But let's say Neves picks up a suspension. He could he could he's, he's good for a red card a season, eh? Let's say he could miss three games. Martinho picks up a knock. He misses two or three games. <laughs> We're in December. When do Bolly and Saïs go? It's about December, early January, January isn't it? Early January, So, then, so we've got no Nevers, we've got no Martinho, we've got no Saïs to step into central midfield. Who are we going to have centre mid? Then Donker and fucking Cody. Tyler Perry just come up on the screen. We can't even call up kids in, in, in times of a crisis. Let's say with Jimenez and Silva, if they pick up an injury or suspension, can't even rely on fucking Austin Samuels. Because he's gone. Stephen G. Walls can't believe we let Morgan Gibbs-White leave without a replacement. It makes no yeah. sense. I think, I think the Morgan Gibbs-White deal, it feels very baffling, especially considering they could have probably held on until the last few minutes of the window and then either agreed to it if we brought someone in. and Still you know, time, lads. Tic-tac. <laughs> tic-tac, tic-tac. Um, I, always, I always think that you know, when it comes to these deadline days, there's always one club that seems to bounce around a load of targets um, you know, because things are always falling through the net. And it always feels like a maybe like a West Ham kind of thing to do, you know, who have pre- predictably been a bit of a, a bit of a shambles previously, um, prior to David Moyes coming in, or I don't know, it might have been like a Sunderland when they were in the Premier League, you know, just jumping from target to target, not got a real plan for what they want to do. And this year it seems like it's us and, and we haven't had the real thought process behind it all. Um so as as we said, is the trust slowly slipping away in the leadership at the club? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. That they're the ones who came out, said what they said about their ambitions, where they want to take the club. You know, the fans didn't when Falson brought the club, the fans didn't sit there and say, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna to be top four, we're gonna be fighting for Europe every season. Because we didn't know what there was about. It was it was Jeff that said he. So of course we're gonna start getting giddy and thinking whatever. So for me, I mean, it's not good enough. It's as simple as that. They've come out, they've bullshitted us. Now the lies are starting to come all the lies are starting to come out, all the bullshit starting to come out. And that they've been found out. So they said at the beginning of the window, we need to sell before we buy. First of all, you've got to question why. You know, it's it's not like we're not getting millions upon millions upon millions from TV revenue and then we're not getting millions upon millions upon millions from sponsorship and as a brand we're so much bigger now so obviously our commercial income is probably tenfold bigger than what it was so why we got a sell to buy in the first place but you know what you know what I'll give them the benefit of the doubt we've got a sell to buy let's see how it goes we've sold we've sold we've sold and what all right yeah we've made a couple of signings but not to the level that we should for what we've recouped in transfer fees. It's a piss take. Financial fair play would always be brought in for this for this sort of question. Um, we have they did sell us a dream, and obviously, I think with the pandemic and how much money they've lost, maybe of, of, of their goalpost moving, their financial sort of demands or goals have now changed. Yeah, and that's why I said I can accept that. 
and give them the benefit of the doubt. And that's why you always take on board the buy to sell. And I'll say, okay, you know what? We're going to buy to sell. Let's see what happens. So we've sold, we've sold, we've sold. But in your honest opinions, with what's gone out, has enough come back in? this transfer window and we can't I mean surely we've got money to play with because if Sanchez was going to be 30 odd million that Botman was going to be 30 odd million then we're looking at other players for like 12 million so obviously we've got money to spend so why haven't do, we it's either do, because do one they're full just, of shit or two it obviously goes out in this deal yeah, like, okay Clearly, a lot's gone wrong over the course of the window. But then at this point, do you just spunk it on anyone you can get your hands on? Nah, of course you don't. Because you've still, you've still got to be sort of careful in what you're doing. But at the same time, do you then only have one target for each position in your Clearly short? I don't think they do, though. I don't, I, surely not. Surely not. Of course not. So even if you go into choice number seven, like Spurs went with Nuno, you still go with choice number seven because we could be fucked. This is the problem. And I'll say it again, never suspended. Martino's got a niggle. Who's playing in the middle of the park? Yeah. Jordan, where are you on the frustration scale today? Uh, on a 10 or between one and 10? Um, I think, I guess, look at the window on the whole in terms of that frustration. Probably... A six, but after what I guess after what's happened in the last twenty four hours, it's got to be a ten, hasn't it? Like, you know, like we're all dreaming last night of going to bed with Renato Sanchez in a wolf shirt, and he'd have just let alone wolves. You know, he'd improve a lot of teams in Europe, let alone us. And I think that he's exactly what we're after: um, a midfielder who will drive with the ball, dribble with the ball, create loads of chances. He'd have been a game changer for us. Exactly that progressive midfield that we've been missing and screaming out for. Um, I think when you look at it in hindsight, because again, we've got a bit of time, but I don't think we're going to get anyone in now. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I generally think it's done now. We've, we've just waited too long. Um, I still don't think we've addressed the centre half situation at all. You know, seven windows is it going to be now since we last signed the centre half? Well, in terms of like since we came, do, up you, from, like, do you think? Do you think the three games that we've played so far might have had an impact on that? Possibly, but. I also think that we've kind of papering over the cracks a little bit of what we've said is there's been a problem for, well, all the last season, that we're not strong enough defensively, we're not strong enough, we want to move to a back four, we haven't got the players to play back four. And I think that actually we've probably papered over the cracks a little bit of how well we've played. And in terms, I know we haven't scored goals and that's another issue altogether, but we've looked to find like, a really good team, I think, over the last three games. Granted, we've got no points, but that's with us playing well. If we dip off a little bit or like Luke said, a couple injuries or whatever, I, I think we're frail as anything at the back still. I think you can I think you can get it. Size, Cody, Kilman. Like I've been a massive advocate of Kilman this season in terms of things have been brilliant. Um I've been converted a little bit on that. However, I think we're frail. I really do think we're frail at the back and well, where, where my frustration is is that Bruno Large. It was the I know I was in the waiting area when Luke um, was talking earlier. Is that twenty um, second of August? That was that he said I want three or four players nine days ago. Right. So and we haven't done that for him. I know we brought in Huang, 
who I think, again, I think is going to be a fantastic signing for us. But we haven't backed this manager. And I said, I know I mentioned in the WhatsApp earlier that, and maybe it was a little bit in jest, but could you blame Bruno for walking away? It's almost like he's been promised a job and he's got to the he's got to the job and he hasn't been given the tools he's asked for to complete his job. Like, for me, it's... Um, I couldn't blame him. I genuinely couldn't blame him. Like it's, I know, and I know you've got your opinion on this, Gully, that you'll you'll speak about, and that, that's fine. But for me, he's been literally sold a dream, or at least a pipe dream, and we haven't backed him. I'm sorry. Are, we you, are you League of Bell? Like, are you commenting? <laughs> at the same time? Like, honestly, <laughs> everything you say is coming through the comments. I was literally about to say you'd sold down the river, and that comment called before. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally like, it's got, it's got his fucking alias, yeah, commenting <laughs> in the background. Backing no, him with every word he says. <laughs> no, but in ge- genuinely, like I, I don't think we've backed him enough, and it's very early days. But what I saw of the over these, you know, even the Forest game, those four first four games, I know we said it at times under Nuno, it was the best football we've seen. Like this, genuinely, is the best football I've seen a Wolves team play. And I know it's, I know it's very premature, but it is. Look yeah, that, that 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 point about Bruno walking out. I mean, in my head, I'm like. Who the hell is Bruno Large to walk out on a Premier League job? If I'm being honest, um, yeah. hasn't been in work for 18 months. Only has one senior position to his name. Yes, he won a title with Benfica, but do people really think that he he has the 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 standing in the game and the goal to be able to do that? It would be a shock if he did, but if he did, I, I wouldn't blame him. I really wouldn't blame him because. I think Jordan's hit the nail on the head. He's he's been and League of Bell slash Jordan, whoever's <laughs> whoever's who, but it's um Daz. Come on, Daz. Daz Daz Russell, no doubt, isn't it? But um <laughs> but it's, I mean if you went to a job and there's like, yeah, we're gonna give you this, that, and the other, and then four weeks into the job, there's no sign of this, there's no sign of that, and there's no sign of the other. You're going to consider your options, aren't you? Know, mate, because he's, he's still got a reputation on the line and nobody wants... I'm not saying we're going to go down, but it's making his job a hell of a lot more difficult. I, the only thing I think about is if he was to walk out, who's, who knows when his next opportunity is going, to, is going to come at this level, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, he's got three pretty positive performances to his name, but he's got zero goals and three defeats as well. Um I think talk of that is it feels very premature, very premature. Um, but again, I, I, I have got this idea in my head that yes, we all want signings, we all want people to come in and things. We have lost the sense, I think, of where our squad actually sits within the league. Personally, I think, I think because of last season and the way we played. We've kind of lost our um, gauge of how good we are. And I think we're better than last season as a squad. We underperformed last season. That's bottom line. So to necessarily expect, you know, big, big names and top, top players to come and walk in and improve the team, you, 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 you're shopping at a decent level if you want to bring in really good players. I think you make a very good point. I really do think you make a point, which then makes it even more frustrating. Just imagine if we did. Just imagine if we did get that centre midfielder in. Like there's a geezer who was just on the telly. Perfect. Tottenham Darwin won him. End on Bele. Put a lounge bid in with an option to buy in the summer. 
exactly the central midfielder we need. Can't even believe we've not looked at him, if I'm being honest. But this is the thing, Luke. Some of the excuses that we're reading about some of these players not wanting to come, the likes of Chiletta Saar, the likes of Bubakar Kamara, is they want to be playing European football. We're in that limbo space where we could be up there at the end of next season. I mean, part of me always thinks that with, with modern-day footballers, they want to go and play for a club that's already there rather than striving for themselves to, to go to a club and then achieve it with that club. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. You know, they, they want to just go and land on their feet somewhere rather than say, I can go and improve that side and I can make sure that side is then going to be a top six club, etc., etc." Um and, and they just want it on kind of on a plate, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. It's, it must be a really difficult one. But then at the same time, with a lot of these modern-day footballers, pound, coins, talk. Yeah. Massively. And, and I think that okay. to go on, to, sorry, to what I was going to add to that is, we've lost, we've, the last 12 months has done our club reputation, it's given us a battering, because we were everyone's second team for those first two seasons, in terms of we were... I don't want to say with the media darlings, but you know, everyone's like, oh, they're the party poopers. They're going to give everyone a, you know, Wolves versus Man City, Wolves versus Man United. We want to watch this. They could be upset. They're going to give them a game, all that sort of stuff. Last year was fucking awful. It was yeah. awful from, from off on the pitch, off the pitch, terrible. And we've lost our little bit of set attractiveness or sexiness to come to Wolves. It was a project before last season. Anyone who watches on the telly thinking, I don't want to join that. I don't want to play under that. And I know it's a completely different manager, completely different regime, but we've lost that. 12 months prior to that, do you think we would, and say, you know, I know it's all hypothetical, after we got in the quarterfinals Europa League, Sven Botman would be signing the contract. Claire Child would be signing it, it, the contract. It'd be all the talk about the project again. You know, they always used to use that phrase, didn't they? We yeah, like exactly. The project. And that, that's yeah. gone a little bit now. And, just sorry, just before, just before you continue, I, I know Dan's just put the tweet up from Tim Spears, looking like that's your lot. Um, so maybe we do have to get our, you know, head around the idea that we're not necessarily bringing someone else in um, at this point. So, I mean, what do you make of that initially? It's just it's underwhelming, isn't it? And a, and again, sort of, it's underwhelming from the last twenty four hours. Overall, it's not been horrendous. It's been better than most transfer windows we've had in recent times. But again, it's another transfer window where we have come out of it without a centre-half, which we've known we needed for six windows, and a ball-playing or, well, a, a progressive midfielder, box-to-box midfielder. We've needed that for six windows as well. So it's just major. It's just incompetence. It's it's so poor. So, so poor. And the, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon of... I know Twitter's going to be, if that is the case, like they're going to be getting a lot of stick, like and and I think it's justified. I really do. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I'm not all about you know lynching, you know, people such as you know Jeff or Scott Sellers or Vinny Clark. Or them. The mortar blade. Vinny's a prick as well. No, they've let us down. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not advocating lynching them on Twitter and social media, but they've let us down. There's no two ways about it. They Get the bed sheets So, okay, yeah. we've resigned yeah. ourselves. No. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Look at the comment. Yep. 
Yeah, I always, I'm, I'm, I'm always reticent to, with the central striker and playing second. It's, I'm always a little bit reticent with the, with those kind of um, takes because you know for a fact, you know, there's no one that's going to sit there on the bench and and just 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 take the lack of minutes. It's just not going to happen. No striker is going to come in and just say, you know what, I'm happy but, until Raul gets injured. It's just you don't work on hypotheticals like that, do you? But no, then you but, can't just go through the season with with, with two strikers, and that's where you've got someone like Quang now, like who can do the job. But does he play through the middle? He can or will yeah. he play through the middle. Yeah. He'll play through the middle, I think. Okay, then fair enough. But it still doesn't answer the Neves, Martinho, then Donka. So where he's saying well, that's, that's a totally that fair that yeah. should should have should have learned a lesson from that. They haven't learned the lesson, obviously, because. Touch wood. What if a serious injury was to happen to one of those three central midfielders? Like, seriously, what are we going to do if that happens? And I know it's all if buts and maybes, Look, but what, what are we going to do? I'm, I'm here to I'm here to pose the question, so I will. Um, I mean, Bruno was known for his ability to develop. Kids. Where did Bruno play? Because he might have to put his boots on. In a <laughs> he of never months. played. That was the thing. He, he actually never played, did he? So, oh, but a, a player that was a manager that was known for bringing kids through the system, you know, found got rid of them all. Found Benfica Academy. He obviously brought through the likes of João Felix. We might not have a generational kind of talent like that in our under twenty threes. Is this the point? Is this the time when Fosun, who probably appointed him on the basis of some of that kind of stuff, will say to him, "Look." We've got a few options here. We want you to use them, or we need you to use them. Well, why is he asking for three or four more players then? Yeah. Because obviously just... he doesn't rate them well enough. So let's have a look. I'm going to what even What youngsters have we even got that are close? Well, Luke Kundal's on the bench every game. Well, he's going to be getting a, a whistle stop store tour until January at least of all the Premier League grounds. So he's going to be on the bench. It's just. The one thing again, like there's so many questions come out of this, and uh, there's no doubt they've obviously huffed and puffed and they tried to get transfers in the door. But how can you let Morgan Gibbs White go out on loan? Like I know, I know it's so stupid, but how can you let Morgan Gibbs White go off on loan when we haven't got a replacement? And I'm not saying Morgan Gibbs White's the answer. It just makes yeah. no sense to me. It doesn't. No, you're totally right, and that that one baffles me. That baffles me. I have to say, um, if. Okay, let's let's think about it another way then. Are, are there any deals that you've seen going on over the last kind of forty-eight hours that you've liked the look of from other clubs? Um, I, I for one, was looking at Florentino moving to Getafe as a. Why weren't we involved in that? Is there something wrong with him at the moment? I don't know, but that felt like a decent deal if we needed to get numbers in, especially. Yeah, for the for the buy option as well, a ten million euro, which is criminal. How, how much did Kurt Zuma go to West Ham for in the end? It was about 20, 25 million. Um, there was talk that he wanted to stick around oh, London, funny. I think. is one of the, the London factor might have played against us there. But yeah, yeah a, a great a great player to, who, who you'd have taken in a heartbeat, I think. I think yeah, um, Odson Edward to Palace. And I'll tell you what, people was questioning Palace, myself included, because they had a lot of players out of contract. They've done some fantastic business. They have that young lad from Reading who's going to be absolutely superb. The flying, yeah, uh, the sign that Edward as well, yeah, Gooey Anderson. 
Yeah, gooey. Brilliant. Gooey. I've got some good business out. It's gooey. It's gooey. Gooey. Whatever. Yeah. My, my, my under 21s brilliant. actually have just beaten Wigan on penalties. Oh, well done. Promote them. No, so, for me, the one I saw earlier was um, Burnley being offered like Western McKinney. Or, oh, from, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's again, like, that's a box to box midfielder who would do a job for. I'm not being funny. You can't say he wouldn't improve the squad. Well, say that anyway. Don't matter who we've got or not. He was fucking at Juventus and an America. You know what I mean? He'd been in the US national team for so long. It's, well, um, ladies and gents, I mean, you know, Wolves might not have a deep squad, but the fan cast certainly do. So um, we've made a quick change. Lucas has left us for a short period, and on on comes uh, number eighty four, Adam Price. Number eighty four. It's on your Twitter handle. That's the only one I could think of. I should have done a warm up before I come on. Oh, well, you're not, are you not fired up already, Adam? Are you not, are you not uh, oh, seething at this point? They've dropped the ball, haven't they? What a shambles. Mm. I, don't, I've just, I know Luke said it about 87, 84 times already. Shambles. <laughs> but isn't it? I'm trying to think of any other words to describe it, to be honest. I mean, the problem areas have, have gone completely unaddressed have they not so like the last forever long we've been saying center center halves center backs whatever central midfielders did we get any no we've let one go actually to Sheffield United (laughs) you know we've left left, left (laughs) the midfielder go so that's we've weakened ourselves there um what we're gonna what we're gonna do in January when say some bolly go off to the AFCON are are we gonna have like a trolley dash in January when the, when well, the window are you opens. Are panic mode now? Like, is it officially panic mode? Well, I can't understand. I just can't fathom like their way of, of thinking, of how they've approached everything. So let's let's take the main one then. Let's take Sanchez first because that was one that we all got, that got our pecker up last night, didn't it, about Sanchez. And you now it's come out today that the guy's basically crocked until what? towards the end of the year. So my 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 thinking is, how have we got this far into negotiations and only just realised that the guy's sitting on a three or four month injury? What? How, how have we got this far into it, into negotiations? Um, surely, if they've done any sort of due diligence, it doesn't even take long to check how long an injury. I'm sure any all three of us could go into physioroom.com or something just check the guy's injury it's i mean so as we've said we've been kind of led down the garden path a little with that one to be honest and then we've had some others thrown around like sven botman's uh, is it coletta char you pronounce him i I don't know but those have been floating around to be honest in areas that we need and we've not been wanting to pay the fees or, or whatever. And I don't know whether that's an FFP thing that we still, you know, until this time next year, we, we can't do anything about that. I don't know. But the one player that we have signed is in an area that, you know, I guess, I guess we, we probably signed Huang because he can flex, can't he? Like he can play up front and then in potentially areas yeah. where Gibbs White would have played. So yeah, that's why. Was it who, who, who was the player that we were, Thinking of signing just not Diawara. What was he? Kamara. Diwara. Kamara, yeah. He yeah, was Kamara. like the the centre back stroke midfielder. So I was thinking they're going to try and do the same here. Be the emblem utility man. He can play like at the back or midfield. And I'll say that we'll we'll, cry, we'll kill two birds with one stone with just one player. 
I don't know, mate, underwhelmed, massively, massively yeah. underwhelmed yeah. because we should be looking. Bruno, we, we said it, you guys have said it already. Bruno has nailed his colours to the math, saying he wants three to four plays, wants to grow the squad. Us fans have been asking for that for the last couple of seasons. Have we not finished this window now weaker than when we started it? I don't know. It's a strong question. Possibly. I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult one, I think, because, I mean, just personally looking at the bench at uh, the Man- Manchester United game, I thought just with the addition of Pedence coming into that Premier League squad, um, you had a look at it, you had the likes of Gibbs White, Dendonka, Fabio, um, Aitnuri, Perva, you know, Bolly as well, yeah. Um, that felt like a Premier League bench, didn't it? And, you know, with Gibbs White dropping out of that and you, you're probably having someone like Chem Campbell who would step in, um, it starts to feel a little bit more amateurish again. Um, so you, you are kind of back to square one and you wonder what the thinking is. If it, I mean, Loads of clubs do it, I'm, and I'm pretty certain it's like I just don't understand why we didn't hold on till to Gibbs White until the last minute of the deadline and say, "Look, he ain't going until someone comes in, and if it doesn't happen, then you keep you keep hold of him, and you, you have to you have to protect the club's interest ahead of what I'm sure will be good experience for Gibbs White, but ultimately he's been paid by Wolverhampton Wanderers, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's. I'd love to have been a fly on the wall today at Compton because you are right. Every club does it. We've had windows been open for over two months and it's not just us. Every team seems to do all the business on the last day and I don't ever really get it. But it's like when you watched Sunderland Till I Die and they were just in that room panicking over Will Grigg. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't I'm imagine it. a million, but I'm going to have to... And he's like, Stuart Donald's there like, oh, this football club's going to kill me. But it's like... The the one thing I don't get on board with in terms of where I'm not buying it with this Renato Sanchez deal is he's always been injured. Like when we when we said we were interested, we knew he was injured till at least October, and then they've come out today and went, oh yeah, he was injury. No, 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 nothing to do with injury. Just tell the truth. Like when you entered talks, he was injured, and then RMC yeah. came out with a tweet saying Renato Sanchez wants to leave Lille. He asked Jorge Mendes to get him to Wolves. This guy wants to join us and we still can't get it over the line. It's like, I just don't get it. Honestly, I'm... I'm what what if it was that Will Griggs situation where we're being held to ransom on it as well? well I'd, give it, I'd give him another 5 million euro, Gully, to be honest with you. I'd, I'd just, like, I generally, like when are we going to get another chance or another crack at the whip of getting Renato Sanchez? Because he's going to be fit come October. Lil will probably play him. And then come January... Liverpool and all these other teams will be backing and sniffing and around him again. So this was our best chance of getting him, and we haven't done it. Would you have paid the extra five mil for Key for more? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have paid five mil up front, like, like anyway. I don't think just because I don't see the point. I've really never saw the point when, again, you you know the clubs put all their eggs in the Fabio Silva basket. If you're then going to turn to Key for more with ten minutes to go in a game. What is the point? Because that—that's what would end up happening. He'd just become that option to to chuck balls into the box at um, when we're chasing a game. Um, this, this is the thing. This is like again a bit of a, a calamity about it because you could say we're quite a top-heavy side as it is at the minute. When you consider who you know the pool of defenders versus like midfielders and then forwards, and then you think, well, why are we spending our time, effort, and perhaps money on getting a guy? From the champ, how old is Keeper Moore? Is he about 
29. 29, 30. I think. 29, yeah. So why are we spending money on the guy for the championship with no resale value? That, you know, when, again, these problem positions at the back are going completely unaddressed. If if I was, if, if Scott Sellers was going to Jeff Sheen, look, saying, oh, Jeff, look, there's this guy, Kiefer Moore, in the championship. I think we should get him in. If, if Jeff's got any, if Jeff hasn't got rocks or brains, I'd say, what the fuck are they doing looking at him for? Kiefer Moore, <laughs> get back into your boardroom and look at defenders, for Christ's sake. But obviously, Jeff, in for the best one in the world, not a football man, is he? Well, not maybe he's coming man. in to play centre half, who knows? You know, it's, um, another another example of the fantastic squad depth at the fan cast. Matt, how's your evening gone, pal? We've got an enforcer. You've got your deadline day best on, it's, it looks like. Well, you know what I mean? We've got an enforcer on now. Oh Double change by the looks of it as well. The main the, man's the, gru- the gruesome twosome are in now. Right, said Fred. Obviously. He's definitely coming his best uh, his best deadline day gear. <laughs> um Listen, it's it's obviously concerning at present, and I know that Stu is about to undo all my hard work about what I'm about to say because I want to bring a, a level of calm and maybe a bit of devil's advocate to this. I've tried my best, Matt, honestly. I've tried my best. Obviously, listen, there's areas of the pitch that have, we, we've needed upgrading for how many windows now? Six, seven windows, and that, that's that's apparent. That's apparent that they've ne- we've needed upgrading. One thing that comes to my mind at the moment is we're in a position with a new manager in, in Bruno Large and I wonder to myself are Fosun nervous you know of course he's going to say I want a quality additions I want three to four in each position I want this I want that of course he's going to say that what why what kind of effort what kind of message does it send across if he's just was to say to the squad as they are now Oh yeah, everything's fine. Everything's great. It doesn't exactly in, in, invoke ambition. If people are fighting for their places, you're getting the very best out of your squad. That's point number one. Point number two, though, I do feel that Foson are nervous about allowing large the keys to the city, perhaps, and spending that money on. Let's be completely honest. A manager that split the fan base completely down the middle when he was announced. Has he earned the right to be given this war chest yet? Now, from what we see so far, yes, you're absolutely right. But a point you made earlier, a very good point, is that he is being brought in because of his expertise and his excellent work with youth players. Fosun do not want to be bent over a barrel and become a villa and have to spend money needlessly because that is their that is their operating and that is their that is their methodology wolves don't want to be that wolves don't want to have to be a selling club and do a southampton and have to sell its best assets because an, they're forced to you know an interesting tweet just there i don't know if you can see that on screen um of, mm-hmm. uh, of wolves basically in profit over the course of this summer um that doesn't account for any Trincao or Huang um, options taken up at the end of the season, of course. But mm-hmm. on the face of it, the balance sheet looks good and maybe there's a round of applause to be had in the boardroom for that. Um, but I, I'm going to get Stu in here because I can literally hear him breathing down our necks <laughs> to come and have a word. And uh, he sounds like he's seething. So I'll let you take the floor, mate. I was just going to say that that sheet's not entirely correct because... Four million of the Rafamir money was a sell on from where he was before, so it West is still a, yeah, yeah. It, it is still a small profit, but it's not 
the seven million that it looked like there. <sighs> I tried to be cut. What Matt said is all very nice and understandable, but if you bring a new manager in and you don't back him, what do you want? No, but, but, if, but, what we're, but what we're saying, Stu, if, if, if it's to be believed, and when you look at it in the cold light of day, when Nuno wanted to leave, he wanted to leave. He wasn't sacked. He wanted to leave to go to a bigger club in Spurs. And then we have to bring a manager in with an unproven record in terms of Premier League experience and etc. And it's another gamble And where Nuno was a gamble and it's another gamble. I can understand a hesitance to throw money at it when the squad that we have in the first place is more than enough to compete to stay in the league. That's all I'm saying. I could understand they, um, the hesitance. Have Ferguson paid for your camper van? Is this what's happening here? Mate, <laughs> um, listen, as I say, I'm here. I'm here as a devil's advocate. I'm here to add some balance to this because I think if if they didn't trust him, why bring him in? Yeah, he's a good coach with youth players. Because someone, someone, someone has to manage the club. Someone yeah, has but to manage Nuno, the club. Nuno was unproven, and they still give him shitloads of money. He had more money than any other manager in Wolves history. Completely unproven. I just don't. I don't get that whatsoever. I just completely disagree. He's he's openly said he wanted three or four top players, and they've given one. As of but like, but yeah, but like I said, like as I of said, with they were in ten minutes he, left. He has he has to say that, doesn't he? Like what. If he's well, saying no, every, everything's fine, everything's great, then no, he didn't. We... He didn't. He, he didn't have to put a number on it though. He could have just said, hmm. "Ideally, we, we, we there's certain areas. If it was, if it'd been like pragmatic, like Nuno used to be, he said, oh, we, we, we know we, we're working on things.' But he said two or three top players. Hmm. He didn't have to put a number on it. He could have just said, "We're working. If if we can get players in, we'll we'll do that, like you expect normal managers to do." This but it's on... blatantly yeah. obvious. Like everyone's already said. And I tweeted it earlier. Five transfer windows, same defence. It's a joke. <laughs> and we've got a kid from Colombia who's obviously not ready and was never bought to be ready to, to be thrown straight in there. They even said that at the time. I mean, for, I to go not, five, not, not, to sp- not to split airs. I mean, it's not the same defence, is it? We've brought in eight Nuri. Well, c- central de- central defence. Well, central, central defence, yes. But if, if as every single an, uh, analyst that has come out of the rockers claimed we'll be going four four two within a week. So you know what I mean? So the so the focus needs to be the midfield, not the and defense. that defense was good enough for seventh in the Premier League uh, two seasons in a row. Um lest we forget. I, I, I'm I'm as disappointed as everybody else about the window and I'd love it if but I'm disappointed because I was hoping that this season would be a march on Europe, not a march to play against Cardiff and Swansea in Europe. Do you know what I mean? I'm 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 as disappointed as anybody, but I'm just trying to understand and trying to think for the reasons why Fosun may not be as he- or might be more hesitant to spend than than say a Villa who's, who seemingly you know just go mental <laughs> with, with their money do you know what I mean well Villa, Villa have spent what they can afford to spend on FFP no problem at all we haven't with owner investment we've had no owner investment it's there in the balance sheets they haven't put fuck all in the only money that we've spent is what we've generated ourselves Fosun it, haven't it, put isn't that the isn't that the ideal model for any football club to be able to be self sufficient? In an ideal world, yeah. But if they want to be in Europe, you can't be self sufficient with a thirty one thousand seat stadium and half half a stand worth of corporate that's worth anything. It's mm. not possible. So, yeah, the defense will be here in twenty thirty five. 
it's just not possible. I mean, they've sold us this dream. They've put the prices up. They've done all this nonsense. They promise of a, t a new temporary stand when the old one's still not, the old one's broken. It's just a whole catastrophe of 18 months of nonsense. And it's all coming, coming to a head now with Aaron Temerance. Well, technically one o'clock in the morning because of the other things that can happen, but Aaron 10 minutes to go. And we've still got, we've got one less player than we started the day with. That, yeah, that comment there then, Anthony Bentley, um, I still think we can finish top 10. I, I mean, I personally thought, okay, I made this point earlier to um, Luke and Dan about the fact that our expectations at the start of the transfer window and our expectations now are, I think, heavily influenced by three games of football, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, if we did, if we, I mean, if I'd, if I'd have taken probably a 12th or 13th place finish at the end of this season, the start of this transfer window with Bruno Large at the helm, having watched a better football team, really, I reckon I'd have been okay with that. Is that now not the case? Should we be expecting more and wanting more? I don't think it's un I don't think it's unreasonable to expect and want more because there's been things like a massive increase in season ticket prices and and all of the calamitous things off the pitch that have happened. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect more. I just think that well, we're all very guilty of this as, as a fan base and as football fans in general of letting our emotions get the better of us a little bit. And I think when and I say when because I'm very positive when we beat Watford, the mood changes again completely. And you know this defence, this this defence that's so terrible that has to be changed immediately. Only conceded three goals against Leicester, Spurs, and Man United. Do you know what I mean? Like I, like I put earlier, if we'd have played three bottom three teams and we'd have would have scored eleven goals, would we be half as annoyed now at this point in the at this point in the window? We wouldn't. We wouldn't. I think let's, it's, let's be it's honest, more. We wouldn't. It's more the fact of having to play a back three because of who we've got that's limiting us having an extra player in the box. Mm -hmm. More than more, that's the main problem with me. I mean, you, we, the chances that we missed are just ridiculous. That's a different story altogether. And whoever is at front, you, you can't legislate for that. But for them to say, for me, it's, I didn't expect anything anyway because ever since the summer, I can't, I don't believe a word that comes out of the mouths anymore. I just don't, and it seems to have been proved right. And for them to come out in that video to say, "Oh, yeah, we're going to do the deal deals that we've done late." Okay, fine. We won't we won't have a meltdown until the last week. And we get to the last week, and then we get to the two days before, and now there's an hour and six minutes remaining, and we've got one player in. They said that we were going to do deals late, and they've you got can't, one. You can't say there's not been a concerted effort to make a deal happen, though, Steve. But as there, we've gone, we've. We've courted a, an injured player and then shock horror is injured and they didn't know. Come on. There's something a bit weird about that. And not, not wanting to play pay 12 million for a defensive midfielder who's widely regarded as someone for the future and the now when they can spend 35 million on Fabio Silva, who's a prospect. It's all bollocks. Nothing makes any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. You're trying no. to explain that to me? I can't, I can't argue with you at this point, Stu, to be honest, and it's bothering me. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's a good question, actually, I think, from Nate, uh, from uh, Football Neo Fights. Is Large Force to stick with the shape that we've got now? Because I think, personally speaking, we've played well enough with the 3-4-3 to give it more of a, 
extended run. And if it is the case that we can't sign someone at a reasonable price who's going to improve us to play with a back four, I don't think this is necessarily the end of the world in terms of sticking with with, with our, sticking to our guns a little bit. Mm, I'd no. agree. It's not the I, end I, of the world. It's... Go on. No, I'd agree. I think, you know, and the, the, if, we, if we're going to have to stick with this because of the recruitment, then it's frustrating. It's massively frustrating and we all want to see we want to see even more of this massively expansive game that we've been playing over the last three and four, if you count the League Cup. And if we could get more of that and, and have even more of a threat because we've got an extra man to be able to be creative, then that would be even better. But the fact of the matter is, unfortunately, we haven't. I think what's important for us to realise now is prior to this, tra- <laughs> prior to today, Kilman was the second coming and all of a sudden... Oh, he still is. I would exactly, exactly. So we talk, we're talking about Bolly, we're talking about Mascara, we're talking about Kilman. You know, it's only a, a, about a week ago people were calling for Marcel to be moved into the middle as well. And and I, I mean, I personally think, if if you're being honest, I think a sixth centre half is a little bit overkill. If I'm if if you're asking me, and yes, yeah, I I agree in the idea of bringing an upgrade in, but. If we're then to just bring in a setter off for the sake of bringing in a setter off, and it's going to be of no better quality mm. than what we've already got, it just doesn't make sense to me. Six to cover three positions. Nah, I'm, I'm not comfortable I with think, that. I think that I think the bigger loss is, is is in central midfield at this point now. When you're thinking the cold light of day about it, in that you we're very we're very archetype now. In the like, there is not much different that we can do in the middle of the park so for other teams for other teams it's very easy to predict what we're going to do we can't really mix it up at all which is the more worrying thing really if we can't mix it up and we're very predictable teams are going to know how to play against us from minute one to minute 90 and that's more of a concern for me than not signing a centre-back yeah i think i think this midfield is the the real casualty of the window really but Stu, I, i mean i know you've been um on the on the fabrizio romano hype uh, all day today. Have you have you t- had any envious glances towards any deals that you've seen going on that you maybe thought would have done a job for us or anything? I mean, I just there's a lot of players who've like you look Palace now signed Edward from Celtic. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously Ronaldo's the um, the obvious one. Um, Edward from Celtic. That, <laughs> that would have been the ultimate ultimate like decadent kind of indulgent signing for us god jesus christ it is for man united to be honest but i think that the the way we do things you can't look at other teams i mean obviously west ham have got another another one of their trio well no trio in that um suchex took uh credit for on twitter this is quite funny um but it's all much of a muchness you look at it's just the fact that other teams are doing things and we're not and we know you look at the midfield problem where we've now got (laughs) Three play, three players for two positions. Well, you know, for Danny's three, for three months already, so you know we could always have been in, in for that deal. <laughs> I think I one think one winning four to, years. Exactly. I think, I think going back to the um, the Morgan Gibbs White thing is the most baffling. I would like to know which deal fell through that, for some bizarre reason, Morgan Gibbs White still went through because that there there had to have been some form of process and domino effect with one going out one coming in and, and something not happening I mean, but just, just stick him in a car sale. park in sheffield and make him wait and say 
you're not signing anything <laughs> until we bring someone in. I, it didn't make sense to me. I, I, I like, I do. I was always banging the Adamala Lookman drum. To be honest, um, he's now gone to Leicester. Um, there was another one just mentioned on that comment. There, it's just just slipped my mind. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's seeing people do stuff, but you know. We don't need Nikola Vlasic. We don't need to spend 30 million euros on, on Nikola Vlasic to West Ham or, you know, 30 million on Emerson Royale to Tottenham. We, we don't need to get involved in that kind of stuff. So if the, if the market isn't actually really there, are we, are, you know, is it better off to not bring anyone in and just keep hold of what we've got? Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to just bring in bodies for no reason. That's, that's just ridiculous. But to... <laughs> It keeps going back to what we were promised, and it was it was a promise. It wasn't them just saying, "Oh yeah, trust." Oh, we might do. They said, "Trust us." That's what they said, and we we have trusted them, and they fucked it up. So I think everyone's more than more than rightly angry with it all. Can and we the, say we fucked it up when we're three games into the season? <laughs> recruitment wise, I mean, you, going on team performance, it's better than anyone could have expected. And from that point of view, I think they'll probably get away with it. <laughs> but it's coming back to the same thing again. As soon as we get a few injuries, we're completely screwed. It's officially one hour to go, by the way, gents. So um, we're into yeah. DEFCON, DEFCON three territory. <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need some kind of gong or something, like you know, just to <laughs> just to mark the mark the moment. Um, have we got a countdown anywhere? Oh, there we go. Another quick switch. This is roll on, roll off. This is it's like fucking Sunday league now. Off goes Stu as well, and back it's like, it's Adam. like the old, uh, like the old content creators cup massacre, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. we don't like to bring that up, do we? We don't like to bring that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, back with a with a with a fresh legs. Um, have you have you come back refreshed, gents? Well, I'm not about refreshed. I've just been scrolling through the BBC transfer deadline day, and I got to the nine twelve entry where it says Wolves halt key for more bid, and I just it's just depressed me even more again. <laughs> <laughs> just reading that, saying uh, Cardiff wanting twelve million pounds, Wolves not willing to pay that amount. But it says Bruno Lager likes him though, apparently. But uh, yeah, I, I can't believe we'd be after him if he didn't. But I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm more than happy for the club to not uh, get involved in that kind of bidding war with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Mick McCarthy, but uh, yeah, um, I mean, is there anything you've seen, Jordan, from other clubs that you like the look of? Because I, I don't see necessarily any absolute proper good deals going on. If I'm being honest, no, I think to go from your point, just when you're saying, do we need to be in the market for you know thirty million for Nikola Vlasic and Emerson Royale and all these players? No, we don't. But we we've got our We've got our own issue. My biggest problem is we've got two major issues which we haven't addressed again for the sixth window in a row. We haven't got a centre-half in. And by centre-half, I mean a fully-fledged leader, brawler, whatever you want to call it, centre-half. We haven't done that again. And that um, that sort of ball marauder in midfield, who's going to take a box-to-box and drive us forward up the pitch and we haven't addressed that again and I think there is obviously there is obviously a market there because you know we've been looking around and we've been linked with players and stuff and I, I generally think that we've literally I don't know I, ju- I just got I've just got no faith in 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 this 
you know, Foes anymore, or in terms of that backroom stuff, you know, that Aspal thing in the summer when it came out, everyone was quite positive because you know what? Everyone was saying, We haven't heard of Foes in 12 months, no one's telling us what's going on. They've come out that video when it came out, everyone was genuinely positive over the three parts, wasn't it? Or three yeah. parts, I thought, yeah, yeah, I know there was the part two, maybe the first 20 minutes where people were like, Hang on a minute, it sounds like we're selling our souls a little bit, but on the whole, I thought that content was good. And then it's come out then the ticket price have rise because we need to compete with the likes of Tottenham's and all that. Again, that's hard to swallow being in the, the area that we are. Um, you know, it's not the most affluent area around Wolverhampton. But again, fans have took that on the chin. <clears throat> Still been, you know, a good uptake of season tickets, sellouts for the first two games. And then we we just proved today that we we not we don't mean it. Like anything they say, I I, gen- I just don't Say, say there's no, no, okay. Anything they say now, if it doesn't come with substance, I'm not going to believe it. They've locked. I mean, let's let's look forward. Let's look forward a little bit because I think over the first four games this season, if you include the Carabao Cup game, I think the club's built up with the football that we played. Well, the team, the team has built up a little bit of kind of goodwill with the fans. Um, There's a good vibe, you know, positive atmosphere up until the point Mike Dean decided to get involved. Um, on the on the weekend, but we're gonna have this international break, obviously, to stew over what what's what's not happened, um, rather than what what has happened. And um, you know, we go into the Watford game. We're hopeful for it. I think we're all positive, given what we've seen from the team and of a, of a good result. So, h- how do you think this will impact the next interaction? of the fans with the club. I know it's an away game, obviously, against Watford, but can you sense maybe a bit of, a bit of toxicity in the air next time we're at Molyneux, maybe, Adam? I, I think it makes the Watford, well, the Watford game, it makes that even bigger now because we, we really need to get points on the board and arguably you're looking at, we, we want to get from our um, September run of games, nine points on the board, really, considering who we're playing. I know that, you know, not asking a lot, really. You know, not three, three wins from three, but we need it considering how well we've been playing as well. And imagine how good it would have felt if we'd have gone into this break with a brand new defender or midfielder or, or you know whatever. Certainly in, in the positions that we needed, we'd have got a proper, like really good lift. But on top of like how well we've been playing, it would have been. A, we wouldn't have waited. Couldn't have waited for the like, next game and next time at Molyneux would have been would have been bouncing even more than it would do normally. But I think, I don't think there'd be any toxicity as such because we're there to back the team. But um, I think it'll, what'll happen if it starts going bad again, like if we, if we, if we don't get this goal or get this win that we need, um, the full-time reactions will be worse now. Because even now, even though we've, we've played three games and, to them at home, and we've not we've not troubled the scorers. We're still applauding the team off because we can see how well we're playing. And we can see all the chances we're getting. That's only going to go for so long, I'm sure. And if we're still letting in goals, you know, we we're all going to start just pointing fingers at the, at, at the recruitment team and and Jeff probably more so the recruitment team. To be honest, they're the ones where the book stops where when it's getting these getting these players over the line. Um. So, yeah, it's it's 
we can all see it. No one's no fans blind. We can all see what you know what what we've needed. I just I'm, again we're just baffled as to why the recruitment team just haven't stepped up, haven't addressed it, and I know that this this FFP thing is going to come into it again. And maybe it is. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're just giving it lip service. And maybe this this thing really is hamstringing us until next year. <laughs> you know. We, we, but if that is the case, we need clear communication from the group, uh, from them, from the club. And, and I don't think we're getting that in many respects at the moment from the club. Any clear communication. Um. But yeah, I'd like to think there's not. There won't be any real toxicity. Certainly for like. What the Brentford game, the next home yeah. game? I'd like to think because that's not going to help the team, is it? If we're there, yeah, without, if we're there without bench, bench we're not, before kick off. With we're no strangers, Jeff we're no strangers to vitriol. Um, no, but, of course not. No, um, yeah. If we lose that Watford game, I know it's all hindsight. If we lose against Watford, because we just, you know, we talk about the positive here, and I don't want to be the glass half full guy because I'm not generally. But if we do lose that game to Watford, it. I'm telling you now, it. It's not going to be nice at Molyneux against Brentford because it's all that's going to happen in this international break is fans are going to work themselves up, work themselves up in a frenzy. Foes like Jeff, someone needs to come out in the next couple of days and explain what's gone on, just to just to get something out there. Whether whether fans buy it or whether they really want to do it or share anything or what they can or can't share, they need to come out with a statement and say something because we, all happening, we know though. But let's face it, though, what's the odds of that happening? No, that's yeah, and, you know, yeah. and to be honest, I, I understand why they don't say anything sometimes because whatever they say could be twisted to whichever narrative you want it to. You know, that's just the way of the world. Everybody takes something different from, you know, those videos that came out. There was always a different perspective from whoever watched it, whoever listened to it. But that, you know what they won't. You know what they won't, because then that opens the floodgates. Then doesn't it? Of course you know, it does. For, for them having to explain every little action. And, and we'll, can we, we'll can we be this, reminded? Can we be reminded that this is the first time we've spent four consecutive seasons in the Premier League since like the seventies? This is like this is still uncharted territory for this football club for the longest time, and it it is still worth thinking about that. I get that, but. There's also m- multiple missed opportunities to go even better than what we've done because if you notice we've we've now started with their first two seasons that we took we got we were in the seventh seventh place and going we were looking up we were looking at fourth place weren't we at one point and now we've Matt mentioned it earlier yeah but that was new the bottle job. Now, well, no, we've no. Ch- Matt mentioned earlier we've no change to we've got enough to stay in the league. You know, we've cu- uh, suddenly the sights have dropped dramatically from we want to be pushing the big boys to we'll be all right to stay in the league. You know, and but we know why that is, and we know it's a hell of a lot of expenditure to get ourselves to that stage. We know that. Well, folks, you should know that as well. Coming into this, coming into this industry, you, you don't, you don't, you don't get far in this industry. But I mean, the first three. First three seasons in a row, they were a cakewalk, really, though, weren't they? <laughs> they, they? They must have been laughing. Well, the first year, didn't they get they got a really waiting, didn't they? With um, well, yeah, apart, apart from that with one, the Zenga yeah. year, yeah, and then obviously it's all gone. The trajectory's been like that for like the ne- next two years, and then it's you know we've, we've hit a bit of rocky period, rocky times, considering. But you know, you can't, like I say, you can't progress by wanting to have a paper-thin squad and having, like, seven, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds occupying the bench or two keepers on the bench, you know, it's with the best will in the world. You've got, you've got to you've got to push on. And 
unless there is something really, really holding them back from from investing in the club and they're doing it smartly as well. You have to quite, you have, you, there's obviously questions that are just going unanswered at the, at the minute, and that's what George, that's why we get, that's why we're getting all worked up. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Christian Marcus is doing very, very well in training recently. Um, <laughs> Sondergaard, and talking of two keepers on the bench, there you go, he's not going to be on the bench anymore, he's going to be starting for Randers FC, and uh, as is usually the way, great loan move for him, just a great loan. <laughs> well, what I was going to say before that came up was. I know we're obviously talking about competing and stuff, but before a ball was kicked last season, like you've got to think about where we were, and think about where West Ham were, and now look at the trajectories of the clubs. Like mm. it's it's just it's literally with chalk and cheese. Like West Ham were in the like they were the, they were shit, and I'm not saying we were we were we are like that, but their fortunes hasn't hasn't turned around by them spending. Millions and millions of pounds. Like the, I think they've, I think they've brought well, and we haven't. We need. I mean, they also stumbled upon a striker in Mikel Antonio. You know, it, it's it, who could have foreseen that kind of thing happening? Yeah, but then you could say they've they've like stumbled again, stumbled across Thomas Suchek, Kuchal, Kufal, sorry, Jared Bowen, Ben Rama. Like, <laughs> and how many of those players would you actually take? What even what now? Yeah, right at this moment in time, who would you actually? Suchek, I think. Yeah, I think. Suchek's a given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so far, so far's decent, but is he necessarily going to enhance the team? Ben Rama, maybe, maybe, but really. But you, we, you know, we, we, are we spoken about this before? We've got a good have, squad. We do have a good squad yeah, of players. Have, yeah, we have yeah, and I know that's where we're saying you know we shouldn't be too downbeat because. That's that core of the squad of players is there. However, we haven't kicked on, and it isn't. We haven't. I think we're in a better place than we were last season. What pre the season kicking off? I'd... Yeah, having let go of Jota at that point, I uh, say we're now in a better space. I think the problems have just shifted. So oh, last yeah. year, it wasn't last season where we saying we've got no one up front other than Raúl or in fact we were moaning we saying we've got nothing up front. No, we have. We've got load. We're top loaded forward boys. But then you look. But then the problem is, you pop. The big problem is in midfield. So the pop as they just moved from one place to the other. To a certain extent, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I guess the quality in the central center of midfield isn't questioned. I think it might be a numbers issue, but in terms of the quality of player that we've got there, I don't think we've got a problem there. No, I agree. I think Matinho looks back to what he was in the year one in terms of. He, he yeah. looked, he's looked great. He's looked like the material. Last season, you could legitimately question the quality of the forwards that we had at the club were actually not good enough. You know, the likes of Silver obviously coming in was never going to be ready. William Jose coming in when he did, clearly not good enough. You know, at this point, when you've got brought in Trincao and Huang, you've got Pedence back, you've got Neto to come back in as well at some point. I don't think, I think that's a better squad available to us than last season. Yeah, arguably, yeah. I, I, I do get your point with that. I, I, the, something I'm struggling to comprehend, though, is obviously we know how well we've played and foes and would have seen how well we've played in the backroom staff and stuff. We shouldn't have zero points, but the reality is we have. It shocks me that 
we've got no points from three games and we haven't paid that little bit extra for these players that apparently we're after. And again, I'm not saying we should have paid an extra £5 million for Keith Moore at all. Not at all. But in our predicament, and it is a predicament, we've got no points, we've scored no goals. No matter how well we've played, like, I'm surprised we haven't just gone, you know what, there you go. Like, I'm just glad we're not getting linked to Mendes players all the time and now. That was only whilst he's brokering the Ronaldo deal. As soon as he's back from doing that, oh yeah, yeah, he's Sanchez. Yeah, he is here. Ronaldo <laughs> Sanchez. He's <laughs> got, but you can, you can have him. You can give him a home, can't you? Yeah. <sighs> I mean... Is there, still, is, is there still such a thing as the loan market? That was the normal excuse, wasn't it, back in the day? When the transfer window yeah. shut and we inevitably bought no one, it was, there's always a loan market. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> it, like, December or... Uh, was it November? It used to close, like, a couple of months after the... Quite a bit later, yeah. Quite a bit later. Um, or an emergency loan. Yeah, yeah. We always, we always liked a, a goalkeeper emergency loan, didn't we, I think? Um, Andy Marshall did, we used to bring in, uh, brought in a couple Andy of Andy Marshall, Graham Stack or someone, or yeah, someone like yeah. that. Yeah. That last deadline day signing of significance was, was a phobia, I think, on the one. And Enjoy was it was a total out of the blue uh, last minute. Remember, because we'd sold New Adico, and we all thought, oh, we must be getting a striker. Um, but then in comes this midfield enforcer, and uh, well, I can't remember. I think come. I remember when Alf and Joy signed. They kind of passed me by a little bit, to be honest. I can't remember. Even it was when. a really late one. It was, was a really deadline late. day one. Yeah, it was deadline day. It was deadline day. Yeah, and yeah, because because like I said, we we got rid of Dicko to Hall, and we all thought, well, surely we need a striker now because we only had Bonatini up there, um, the the Brazilian legend. But I mean, are you holding out any hope? I know, I know the the social media circus doesn't necessarily tell us to, but things can happen, can't they? Um, from what I've seen of the team on the pitch, I'm positive. Like I said it on the podcast, I genuinely think we're not. I genuinely see what's in the first three games a top ten team. Like and it, like I said earlier on here as well, the football and it's very premature to say is the best I've seen. It's better than the best football under Nuno so far for me to watch. But again, like we're only, you know. An injury to one or two again, and we're in trouble. Like, like I say, if Neves and Neves and Ormatini get injured, like, I mean, it, I almost, you know, it literally breaks me whenever I see someone say, "Oh, we'll put Cody in midfield." But genuinely, if that happens with Neves and Moutinho, he might end up there. Like, well, just, well, I, I feel like sorry, he should be the first protocol there, wouldn't it? If if he did have to shift someone, we just had that comment there, didn't we? From Gaz Roberts, who said, yeah. "Is it Duncan Cundle in the middle?" There you go. Is Duncan Duncan Cundle in the middle? If them, if the the main guys are out, I mean, I think you're right. Say one of Say's or Cody would would push up, but I mean, with that sounding that you hear in the background is the scraping of the barrel, isn't it? Oh. Massively, yeah. When you get to that point, that, and that's the position we've left. We know we'll, we'll, we'll say this till they're blue in the face. That's the position that we've left ourselves in there. If we're not getting a midfielder in, or that the guy we've mentioned earlier who could play both centre uh, defence and midfield, if, if baffling. That's is there baffling. anyone in the? Is there anyone in the free agent market we could go after? And again, I'm like, one of Crystal Palace's uh, released players. 
Is that what Scott Sellers is doing there, going on on his Stop database it. and like click, 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 yeah, click, yeah, clicking on free transfers? You're offering them all for a trial at the minute. <laughs> I think the trouble with that is the you can't actually register them at the end of, until after the window closes, so they won't be able to play until like January. Oh, really? If, if you can bring them in, then you, you can happily bring them in, but they'll just be training <laughs> for the entirety of the time. Trialist. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, I'm, we're not panicking, are we? We're not panicking. Um, I'm panicking. I just feel just deflated, really, and like just a bit. What are we? What are we? What are we doing? It's missed opportunities again, really, from from the powers that be. We've, we can, as George said, you know, well, and everyone can see we've. The first three games we played, there's so much to be positive about. So much to be positive about, which is crazy when we've got three nil ones against our name in the league. But we can all see that there's, this large has got them, got he's got them clicking in the way that, which worlds apart from what we were watching last year in the Nuno. But they just need, that's 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 what you, you need. after you've got this this bit of positivity, you build on it, and the the club should be going okay. Well, what what do we need now to just to take us forward to the next step? Or what, what do we need to build on what what we've got? Well, um, I mean, I, I find modern day football fans, you know, we we are we believe in the cult of the transfer. It has to be something fresh. It has to be something new. But I still think there's a place for just good coaching and improving players. Um, you know, we've seen nothing of Dendonka really in you know this Bruno system. Could he get a little bit more out of him? He didn't play well last season. Could he become a, quite a key player for us? Um, you know, like Christian Marquez, all the talk was that he was going to go out on loan. Clearly, that hasn't happened. So, is he going to become a part of first team plans? Um, I know we're joking about Luke Kundal, but he seems to like him. He's part of the squad. Chem Campbell. I'm all for that as well. There's an argument for this kind of stuff. You know, you, you can't just discount it. Can you? No, absolutely not. But then the problem is, if you if these guys get thrown in on the action, and they flat the, the flounder, or you know, it, they're not up to the grade, you just go straight back to why wasn't someone, why wasn't an established player bought in? But what I do appreciate is that you're not going to know that until you play them. You play said not. said of player. You know, so there is a bit of yin and yang with that. But you also want to put them in the right situation because throwing them into a situation where we are on a run of like defeats isn't good either. It's almost like basically chucking them in the fire pit um, and seeing you know what happens. But like, throwing them, in, throwing them into throwing them into a situation where we're on we're on top in games and we're playing really intense attacking football that kind of thing. That's probably a favourable situation to put in. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. But we've got to be winning. We've got to be winning those games for me. We, I, I think it'd be unfair to do it. And I thought, again, I'm not going to pin this on Chem Campbell, but we saw when that Villa Carabao Cup game, he was very raw. And he definitely wasn't ready then. He's on that's a couple of years on now, and I've seen a bit of the under 23s, and he looks he looks a good player. So I, I, I'm not against him having game time at all. However, you know. Is he going to be getting game time when you've got now? You've got obviously, you've got Raul Adama, Trincao, Pedence, Huang, Neto back in 2022, um, and these other players as well. Like, 
he's probably not going to be getting the game time. Kundal's probably more likely to get minutes. Yeah, and and if you're being honest, okay, so you, I know we've spoken about the fact that we've only got three players in that central midfield position, and there are such things as suspensions and injuries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but I don't see the point in bringing a senior footballer who is just going to sit on the bench. And if then if they're not going to play, isn't it more valuable to a young player to actually have them there as that fourth choice? It is because you've seen it work with people such as Foden where Pep hasn't learned him out ever and he's sort of learned on the job. So there is that. I do and get that. I do get he's that. A, I mean, he's an absolute anomaly of a footballer, yeah, though, isn't he? He's a ridiculous he's footballer. So I was going to get to. I think that that's sort of, like you say, that is an anomaly. Like a lot of our, you've got to look at basically what, what the framework is for Wolves. What do we do with our under-23s who've got any sort of, or people who've been playing or got prospects, we do loan them out. So it's not against, it's not it's not the general thing that Wolves hold on to under-23s that we're going to blood. Like we like to get them out to get the senior football and bring them back when they're ready. So for me, the Kundal and Campbell thing, I do agree he likes them. I like Campbell. I've not seen a lot of Kundal. What I've seen of Campbell, I, I do like. But I don't think that's by, that's not Bruno's choice. That's just necessity. That he's just like, well, I've got to do it. Like he, you know, he, he like we said, he, he's asked for three or four players from the twenty second of August. We've got one in in Huang, who I do think is going to be a really good asset for us. But it goes back to it. I, I, we, I think we have let him down. I don't think there's any two ways you can look at it other than he's been let down by by the recruitment team, and it's a shame, real big shame. Well. This is clearly the hand that we've been dealt. I, I think, you know, Bruno has an opportunity to really earn his crust, though. And, and it's going to take all of his skills of coaching, man management, you know, decide, you know, if, if there has to be a bit of rotation in the squad, deciding which games are suiting which players, um, et cetera, et cetera. We have obviously not got any European football or anything to contend with. He does look like he wants to take charge of the cup competitions as well and really have a go at them, which I think we're all happy with. Um, but I like to look for the opportunities in these situations. And I think there are a few, Stu. That's why I kind of like Gibbs White at um, Forest, because he seems to stand his authority on that side of the, um, in that position in, in place of Adama. He did play well. Which is, play well. Which is even more baffling why he's gone until January. And, is then big Kundal up? Where's Taylor Perry and Terry Taylor? Wherever, however many of them there are, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're all the same person. Yeah, Perry's at Cheltenham and Taylor's at Burton, I think. Exactly. Are they really though? Are they, is it, are they just Luke Kundal in disguise? Who knows <laughs> anymore? I've seen them in the shirts. They've gone. I promise you. I've seen them on Sky Sports app. So we, we have lost him and we have lost Otazewi as well. Even though he was only sporadically there and he was. His attitude is the reason he's not here, but it's still a body, and it's still someone who you think attribute-wise could have done well for us. Obviously, okay. So Otisawi is a great example, I think, because we've spoken just about having that fourth central midfielder and how much use they are going to be to the club. So, if you brought in a senior footballer who you know was in the middle of their career, you know, unwanted elsewhere, but you brought them in just as a body. Could that player not become a disruptive influence, aka in the manner that they would suggest Otis how he might have been? If he weren't happy to play, if he weren't happy with the game time he's going to get, 
You're better off getting rid, surely. But we're only buying players. Like Bruno said, he's only buying players that improve the eleven. So that's yeah. the type of player he wanted anyway. So we and so we and we couldn't get them. It didn't happen. So that's it. Well, but then with Ottawa, you know, it's quite obvious that there was problems there behind the scenes, and he was a bad egg, and we had to get rid of him. Like, there's no doesn't mean that every every footballer that comes to the club or gets promoted into the first team is going to be an arsehole. Like, you know, it could be that we could sign someone. It's all like setting expectations. Like, if you go and sign someone and say, it's only like a football manager, like, oh, you're going to be in and around the first team squad. If you set expectations, no one can moan. If they sign the contract, they go, I want to play more, Gaffer. Oh, well, actually, I told you, you were going to be first team squad. This is our first two. You'll be you get your opportunities, but this is it. Set those expectations from day one. That's, you know, that that's that's reasonable for me. What will be interesting, I think a question I've got for you two, to flip it a little bit, is hypothetically, say we are 10th, 9th, whatever it is, we had like a good up to, you know, a good period up to January, the January window. Do you think Fosen hit the button then and back Bruno for a push if we've got a chance of getting in the top seven? Personally, do I don't... From, from my point of view, no, not a chance. Does that, that involve spending any kind of their own money? <laughs> It's it's not a bad shout. It's like a probation period, isn't it? You know, you, you're giving him that three months of look, show us what you got, and you can't necessarily argue with that because if he spunked it up the wall, then you're stuck as well, aren't you? Well, Arteta, they've also have given 150 million to Arteta, and that's the reason why they haven't sacked him because they look at they look even more stupid than they do already for keeping. Well, and that is the reason why we have a recruitment team. As, as well true, as it's, that's not, true. That's true. not just being yeah. the manager. So if they, like, even said himself, Huang was a, someone the club liked. He didn't say who he liked. He didn't even know the kid, it, other than his reputation. He said it was a Wolves purchase. So if that's come from our recruitment team, then what does it even matter? Why, like, When Matt was talking about it earlier, saying we're not trusting him with the money, well... If we've identified these players anyway as a club as in a recruitment team, and that's the structure we're going to go with, then surely that doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't matter. Well, no, Bruno said it himself, didn't he? He goes, "Yeah, they know the profile. They know the profile. They know the profile." So, exactly. If the profile, yes, I mean clearly they've they've gone out and they've got targets. We we, we can see today. Well, unless you don't believe where the club says or or the, or the media are saying, you can see that there's been a concerted effort to go and sign players, but. You know, some of the excuses, like like I mentioned earlier, players want to walk into European football. They don't want to have to go to another club and have to achieve it. And I think that's that's a difficult sta- stage of, of kind of our lives that we're in at the moment. I mean, we are... So I think it was Russ just mentioned there about Martinho being 35 soon. And Martinho's at 35. And it's something that we haven't had for probably about seven or eight years. Actual rotation rather than just having the same players every week until they get knackered and then replace them with someone else. If we've got two players for every position like he wanted, then you can rotate them. You can have one one week and one another. You don't have to be stuck in the same the same rut all the time. And we've got no choice now. We've got two out of three. And one of them is going to come off and one of them is going to have to play 90 minutes every week. So if it, <laughs> Martinho's nearly middle-aged in football terms, then you've got Bolly and Sace will be gone in January. It's just, it's asking a lot again. Yeah, I mean, half an hour left on the clock, ladies and gents. So, 
it really is last knockings if anything is going to happen and uh, by all accounts I don't I don't think there is um that's not an ITK by the way that's just uh, um unless still you got any contacts you got any got any you heard any whispers no I mean, the only whispers I've had is of a Cadbury's variety, but nothing there. <laughs> good shout, <laughs> not a bad, not a bad chocolate. It's a good, solid, solid option. Lucky oh, boy, we we brought you back in. Um, have you been keeping track of anything? Is 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 anything crossed your desk that that is of interest or nothing's happened, mate? To be fair, I mean, I've got anything elsewhere because I, I I haven't really been looking. No, I've got Sky Sports news on mute, but nothing's come up. Still saying. Is it West Ham signed that geezer from Spartak Moscow? Crap. Chelsea agreed deal to sign Sal Niggers, but that's been good it's on Friday. Decent signing. Griezmann, I think, was on his way back to Atletico as well. Yeah, I think yeah. he's gone. That's done deal. That's a here we go. We need to, photos million, I think. <laughs> he's he's the he's the one that's done best out of this transfer window. Freaking Fabrizio. <laughs> he's, he's been going all day. Fair play to the two of them. I, I mean, he's obviously got his minions that are, that are out there tweeting for him and stuff. But no, he was tweeting. He was tweeting himself. He was, was doing he? the tweet. He was doing the tweets on air. But he's he tweeting did... every few minutes, like surely. Yeah. He's, he was. He was talking on camera, tweeting, and then he was disappearing off camera to to go in on Make the phone. phone and, yeah, and then he was coming back and sitting down, and he had another guy with him who's who runs one football. So, I mean, they've been doing. I mean, I was watching it from twelve. <laughs> And it's That's just a great point, that is. You know yeah, what, guys? Stupid now. A serious question. A serious question. Um, I mean, I thought about it when he got sent back. Why didn't we just potentially loan him for another year, Vitinha? You know, keep keep the option on him. If we, if he would have got more game time this season, potentially, and 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 you know, shown us a little bit more, could that have been an option? I thought I mean, he showed enough anyway. I, I would have. I, I liked him. It, I really liked yeah, him. it baffled me anyway. Regardless, what was the fee that they wanted? I think it was about twenty. But we negotiated eight Nuri down, didn't we? Mm. With us, with a big hefty sell-on clause and, and whatnot. But you know, eight Nuri. I think we're all pretty comfortable with him oh, being at the club now. And breaking thought, news! Breaking news! Oh, here we go. Bellerin joins Raul Betis on loan. You heard it here first, guys. Forget Sky Sports News. That's not. That's all. That's all. That's all from Lukey T. That's about as exciting as it gets. I think. Exciting. Uh, well, he'll be pleased to get out of that shit show anyway, won't he? Um. So where do we go from here, then, boys? Well, I mean, uh, Rotherham and Luton. Like... I think. <laughs> Say that again. Rotherham and Luton, I think, mate. Yeah. Come on, Lou. Come on. I'm just, I just want to get to bed now. I've got the graveyard I'm... shift. And I'm just <laughs> head up. They've, put, they've put the entertainers on last. <laughs> I've got I mean... no entertainment to be able to shut No, no, no. you got I've to said, say, mate, it's... Up, say something that will piss him off. <laughs> well, he's mocking, he's mocking my cappy hat anyway in the group chat, which is out of order. I don't know. I just asked. I just I thought it was actually funny. It made me laugh when he popped up on screen. See, I mean, why, why, why would you wear why, why would you wear a shirt and tie on a stream like this? How nonsense do you have to be? When you're going to have a fun in your life, are you? <laughs> Look, you, you didn't you didn't hear you didn't hear Stu's heavy breathing while he had it on. I did. I did. Like, mm, I thought it's a child's fire. I thought I was on a premium right line for a minute when he first came on. <laughs> Maybe that's what you wish you'd uh, 
They were ASMR, ASMR, is it? ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> Fancast after dark. <laughs> oh, just, I've just I just don't even know what to say anymore. I think, but but I do think there's more to it. Now this is where my uh, team four hat comes on. Oh, here we go. Like this. this is what you've been waiting but, for all night, lads. Now, but with all this COVID and Brexit bollocks, China are actually stopping a lot of these Chinese companies investing outside of China, aren't they? Yeah. I think um, Jagland Rover are having issues. Tata Steel are having issues with with different bits coming in from China um, and trading to and from China. Does that have something to do with it? Well, no, because they haven't invested for four years, so it doesn't really matter. Well, yeah. Wait, well, that's yeah, that sort I mean, of self conspiracy self- busting. <laughs> self support <laughs> is always a line, isn't it? That, that's yeah. that's what we've and that's what we've done. You can't you can't you know deny the club that that you know you have to believe that at least, do I know you don't believe anything else I say, but you have to believe that. Well, they they just generated the club generated its own money, didn't it? So you can't argue with that. I mean, the, the ones, the outgoings are not going to be missed really. So everyone from that point of view, it's a job well done. Yeah. I think if you go back two days, two days ago before the Sanchez stuff started and everyone being linked and, um, well, when we were on the, the show the other day and we thought that we'd signed a defender, um, from Canal Plus le- leaking it, and then it was all bollocks. If none of that had happened, and we come into today thinking, "Oh, well, we still need someone," and nothing had been, nothing had come out, would we still be feeling the same? We'd still be pro- we'd probably still be pissed off because we'd still got the same amount of time without signing defenders, central defenders again. But I don't know if it's ex- it's expectation built up from that and from them in their videos more than anything else. Because I mean, I, I didn't believe it. But then I was I was tricked again. I was led down the path, led down the garden path of opportunity and golden ro- roses, and it's all bits in the arse again now. I honestly thought we were going to do something today. Yeah. I, I think really we all did. did. And I still stand by the point. We have we have clearly made an effort. I, I, think, I think they have tried. But they weren't going to be held to ransom. And I wouldn't want to be one of those clubs. No, I would. Even I though I, I, spend, I wouldn't want to spend thirty million pounds on Danny Ings. Well, how many goals is he going to get him? Twenty, maybe. If he stays no, free no, of injury, I see him scoring twenty. Yeah, he's going twenty. His knee's going to blow up before he gets to ten. I hope so. Well, that's that's what I said. If. If he's had, if he has an injury-free season, has he ever got twenty? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. That's a great. That's a yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, as you can see, reams and reams of notes and research going on into this, guys. So uh, I hope you appreciate all that effort. <laughs> I feel um, like. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell Dan's on production today, guys? I just, uh, what's Scott Sellers doing, man? <laughs> what's he doing? Maybe he's um maybe the that Arsenal leaked video they've got one of Vinny and Scott Sellers. Maybe what, they've got a, one going on. There's a video of the Arsenal stuff. That's what that's what the leak was yesterday. I, no, I there's not a video, is there? No, that's what that's what the Arabic translation was yesterday, and then they, they've come out and then it's all gone weird ridiculous today. <laughs> it's just ridiculous them. rumor. <laughs> 
<laughs> mental, mental. <sighs> Question then. I mean, obviously, we've got international break to kind of navigate with all the toxicity and fume of wolf social media um, and <laughs> might need to have a break from it to be brutally honest we'll see but still you'll be at watford um come. i won't you're not no i'm not i'm not there uh, not, yeah you let me down here i'm Mind um you. i'm going to a spa retreat in gloucester what Biggest bomb show the headline there that is. That is from you. I was not expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still obviously watch it through certain means. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching it with bubbles around me. You can have a facial. <laughs> you can have. You can have. You, we you, can't talk with that. Fans just said. <laughs> hot, hot stone massage on your back and stuff. Yeah, bring it on that. Are you running anything out? Oh, why don't you get, get one of those massages in nothing but a towel and that hat? different type of cappy going on there um well it's one of them things that (laughs) yeah this is what folks have done to us but to be fair i i did book it well we did book it when probably but early january when i thought when i said that there'd be no chance for any any away games yeah Yeah. there'd be no away games and it'd be 50 percent capacity at best so it was one of them things when i looked at the fixtures i thought oh watford Watford's one of the worst. I mean, the, the concourse at Watford's terrible anyway. So you know what that tells me, Stu. We just can't believe a single word that you say. To be brutally honest, I never said. I never said I was going to yeah. Watford. <laughs> this is another thing with the international break. What if somebody picks up an injury on international duty? Well, some of them ain't going, are they? Um, I think Jimenez ain't going anywhere because uh, red this country. Um, so that's that then. We're fine. But he was good at um, yeah. Neves is repping the. Uh, Wolves' dad on tour merchandise <laughs> selection again, eh? So, you on the way to Whitby? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Everyone has to do. You do have to get on this train, Gully. You, you know this. Next time you go anywhere, which one? you have to, you have to pack at least one item of Wolves clothing per day. I, I, I do, I do, I tend to. Yeah, I mean, did you was he doubting me there that I wouldn't do it? That I'm not proud. The, on the, on the it's not everywhere off. I go. It's not everywhere I go. Abroad, yes. Yeah, 100%. Well, there is no abroad at the minute, really. So. Oh, I'm if going it... away. Hopefully, soon. Fingers crossed. Okay. Bombshells again. There we go. Not telling you where, though. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, uh, are you dodging, the, dodging the feds? Going to a red list? Yeah, no, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm going to Spain. Nice little quick hop over to Spain. Hopefully, bring back a centre half with me. <laughs> See if I can scout one on the beach. They've had our pants down, though. Let's be honest. I know, I know. Matt <laughs> How was, they had Matt your was, pants down, Luke. How they had Matt your was, pants Matt was down. trying to sugarcoat it earlier, but you can't even sugarcoat it. It's, it's just a mess. It's a shambles. The tech in the piece. Uh, are you getting mugged off here? Seriously, if if you try to sugarcoat this, you try to sugarcoat this, you get diabetes. It's that bad. I am. I'm pissed off, like properly pissed off. I can't wait till we beat Watford, and you're all fucking happy again. <laughs> can't wait. Honestly, I'm really looking forward to it. Nah, do you know what? I, I hope I, I hope we do absolutely fantastic. And I really, because... I really hoped Troy Deeney was still going to be there to see it all happen, but he's fucked off, hasn't he? The pussy off. 
Because regardless <laughs> of what happens this season, we've got to back the team. And we've got yeah, to no, back Bruno. Because Faust and I, and that's where that's where the, the anger needs to be aimed at Faust because they're the ones that have fucked up. Not the players, not Bruno, it's Faust. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we're, we're trying to end this on a positive note because ultimately, like you say, Bruno has, he set out his store. He, he's, 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 he's been as blunt as anything, really, uh, as blunt as a football manager can be about the way he wants things to go, the way he wants us to play. Um, and he stuck to his guns. We've gone out and attacked every team that we've come up against so far. Only come off against Nottingham Forest under-18s, unfortunately. But, um, you know, the way we played against Manchester United, a team who were riding the crest of the fucking Ronaldo news and Jadon Sancho made his first start. Rafael Varane needed all of his, you know, expertise and defensive nows and everything to make sure that we kept, they kept a clean sheet that day. That's a World Cup winning, Champions League winning set of half. Yeah, it was fantastic. Was trouble? Absolutely fantastic. Um, no, I'm, I'm think, still frustrated that we lost. Yeah. yeah. I think in a, in a weird way, this is... This should galvanise everyone together, you know, for everyone behind the team and behind Bruno as they have been so far in the first three games. Um, it, it don't necessarily need to be against Fosun. It's more of a. Okay. Eighty six has answered all of our. Do you know um, what I feel? I, I actually feel a lot better now. <laughs> Forgot all about you. <laughs> he looked a decent player at one point in time, Jordan. How long's he out for? I bet he's out till about January. Eh? I don't even know. I have no idea. I think he, at this point he's kind of merged into the dugout. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> he's still waiting to come on, man. Waiting to get on. What game was that now? Is it Chelsea? Is the last game of the season, Maury? Was it Man United at home? No, the year before. It was the year before that. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's just it was standing like, there chewing his gum. Like, <laughs> he'd been there for a good five or six minutes for it. But that could be the answer to all of our prayers. When Neves gets sent off at the time to Brentford and we lose 1 0 again, Matinho, <laughs> Matinho hasn't recovered from the knock he picked up for Portugal against. Andorra. Why he, ha- why he hasn't retired from international football, I don't know, man. That bloke's and ridiculous. Then Donker's self-isolating because he's come into contact with somebody <laughs> who's got COVID. To be fair, that is, there's a big chance of that. Keith Moore was isolating, wasn't he? That's another thing. We've got to, we've got to take that into consideration as well. You actually do. You actually do. <laughs> uh, un- unless Luke Kundal, Luke Kundal could be the next Frank Lampard. There's nothing. There's, you can't. You can't rule it out. You, we can't sit here and rule it out because we don't know these players really, do we? Until they're thrown it's into the very, oh, very false. No, no, no. Ooh. Very, very false. It's so false. It's very bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's messing with us now with the bloody production. Um, what, what, um, what? Talking walls rumor was you referring to there, Pedro? Hey, <laughs> Salomon Rondon's going to uh, Everton. Rafa Benitez, his biggest fanboy, isn't he? He was, after, I have to say, when I've been up to Newcastle to watch us play, he was ridiculously good. Up front on his own, he was brilliant. Again, Which we almost were signing the one year. Was, when yeah. we signed William Jose, I think we were looking at him, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. I'd have taken him all day long. You would, in hindsight, now have a fucking that donkey. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just thought, you know, that Luke Cunnell probably won't play and we'll probably put Hoover in midfield. A kind of inverse Kevin Fowley kind of situation. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So so let's 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 list a few then. Because I mean it's it's transfer deadline day. We need to talk about transfers. We know we don't want to go in and start panic buying, but there's been a few over the years, hasn't there? So name your 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 favorite panic buy who just absolutely didn't work. Grant Holt. <laughs> A go see if, a, a obvious go to. It's an obvious go to. Um, Claridge because he fucked the season up. Mm. Clar- oh god, I yeah. still hate that guy. Because then it, the worst part was when he played for Millwall against us a few seasons later. He scored a goal that meant we couldn't. We we fucked up the automatic uh, promotion. Yeah, it's got a penalty. Yeah, fuck. What a shit footballer as well. I know. Grealish modelled his socks off Steve Claridge. You know what? He didn't really. Gre- Grealish, Grealish wearing his socks. Claridge for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about the, the shin pads thing. If if Neves had shin pads as small as Grealish's children's ones, would his leg be in two pieces now? After the weekend. No, because it was still only a scrape. It wasn't, it wasn't a, oh. it wasn't, he didn't catch him. But, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter because it was a foul. Like, but the thing is, Pogba coming over the ball as well, and now did. I thought that was something that was meant to be pulled up. Same as sort of leaving the ground, going over the ball, reckless, out of control. I, you've, I haven't listened to this week's podcast. I must admit, <laughs> I'm assuming you've talked it to death, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But this it puts me off the Premier League. I'm not going to lie because it's just cheating. And we could be sitting here on one point instead of <laughs> But going back to the shit transfers, Yannick Sagbo was the other one that I thought. Mm. Like him, and did we have him and Danny Graham at the same time? Possibly. I feel Danny, like Danny Graham was good everywhere else. He was like a bit two stone overweight when we had him. I think he scored on his debut, though, from what I remember. I think. When we signed um, Jermaine Pennant as well, that was a bad one. Oh, bloody hell, yeah. And Jeremy Aliadier. He was actually okay, I thought. I don't, he wasn't for us. Not though, as, he, didn't, he didn't live up to the hype, but he, I thought he played okay. Yeah, he was He was probably one of them where it was at the right player at the wrong time, because he did have something about him, and it was just never showed yeah. it here, as everyone oh, else What about Gunnar Haller when he came in to replace Muscat at the, towards the end of that season? Remember when we signed Oleg Luzhny? <laughs> Three games. <laughs> he wasn't interested. Definitely. He was what happens when you sign players who ain't interested? Well, it, it was on one of the... Um, one of the... Um, it was either Old Gold Club or the, or the other one. And they had an interview and they were talking about Oleg Luzhny and they said that he, every Friday... He just he, he was just injured on a Friday, so he'd have to he'd have to travel and play the game on the, the weekend. It's madness, ain't it? Like stealing a living, just it is mad. the way through the careers. It's like it's like yeah, Casper's Gorks, bloody hell, he was a shocker of a transfer. Oh, Colton Cole, six foot four, but jumped five foot three. Half <laughs> so a guy ever seen him I, I swear, at the time, he scored a couple of great goals for Chelsea, and we signed him. It, it was quite a bit of hype around him. Um, mm. He scored like one goal for us, I think, uh, something like that. We still got promoted that season, now, so it's fine. 
Marlon um, Harewood didn't have the best time at all. Apart from that goal he created for... Kia. Kia. Was it the diving header? Yeah. Brilliant that was. That was amazing. And Kyle Reid did nothing apart from the goal against Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. Explored it. Can you go further back and throw Darren Peacock into it? Mm, yeah, he was. I, 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 I didn't have the pleasure, to be honest, Steve. So. He was terrible. First, the first Wolves player with a ponytail? The first? Surely not. <laughs> well, John DeWolf yeah, never tied it up, did he? That's no, probably. of course he didn't. He, was, he, was, he did it properly. Yeah. Quack. Right, so, you know, we tweeted about the Northampton win in the Carling Cup. Yeah. I didn't know Nublay scored that day. That That blew my mind. He couldn't trap cement. He couldn't. He was awful. Terrible. He was so bad. I don't know where he's still playing. He was at Colchester a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> he's, still, he's still a league footballer. I think he was at Newport. I think he was at Newport last season. I mean, you look at some of these players and you think you've had a good twelve years in the pro game and you shit. <laughs> <laughs> very, very much, very much who you know. Yeah, Defo, Defo. Who else as well? That was really bad. We've had loads, are we? Robin van der Lam. Mm. <laughs> you can think of Robbie Slater. You can think of pretty much everyone from like 98 onwards. Robert Neestroy. Robbie Slater. No. Slater was the same time as uh, Claridge, wasn't he? And they both started that semi-final. Yeah. Jesus Christ. What the fuck were we playing? I mean, when you talk about it now... Being shit and calamitous is just what we do. So today, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like a, a a thing to be angry. It's just it's just what happens, you know. I thought we'd turn the corner. To be fair, we have Luke. We're still a premier, established Premier League club. Sergio Aurier's contract mutually terminated. Get we'll, get him play, we'll get him on a free play. Centre mid. But um, yeah, we have turned the corner. So you know, we have got to be grateful for that. But I still go back to false and feeding us bullshit. That's the problem. If no. they would just come out and say, you know, we, we want to get the team in the Premier League, take it from there. But instead, chatting all this shit. Yeah, 10, well, ten year plan, that's, a, that's then a 20 year plan. And the goalposts are moved from, moved to the next, well, to the next stadium on the I 54 if they got their way, which you so can what, kind so, of see what's. So where are we at with the ownership and. The long term, then, in your eyes, what what are you hoping for here? Get rid of that Vinny for a start. Get now, seriously, he's bad, yeah. bad news. He's he's bad news. He's got to go. Get rid of that other guy. Russell, who just yeah, the the sunbed guy. Get rid of him. <laughs> oh no, that's um, who's the sunbed the, guy? The one with the sight buttons, Matt Wild. Yeah, Matt Wild. There's the admin guy. All three of them. That they're bad news. Get rid of them three. Who's coming um, in, Luke? Because someone's got to do them jobs. I, I don't know people who work in those roles. If I'm being honest, mate, I only really know footballers. But get alongside Jeff. Get somebody with a footballing brain. Get a footballing man. That's got right. No, 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 no. But I mean, you you you're saying all the right things, but in theory, it's all in place already. What's all in place? The wrong the people. The there. They've got yeah, a, a director. The wrong people. Kevin Fowler right. was a director of football. Moved on to bigger and better things. That's yeah. what happens. Gutted, and and even Dalrymple gutted. I don't know about Absolutely that. gutted that they left. 
But number one, that Vinny, he's got to go. You can see as soon as you saw him for the first time, you could see that he, he he's, he's shady shark eyes. You can't you can't you can't trust someone who looks fish like. You just can't. Oh. And he's just got one. Of, he's got he's got one of them things that it it's it sell you something knowingly broken. Yeah, he just would, and he'd, he'd have yeah. no remorse. Yeah. Just get honestly, he should yeah. be he should be part of the conservatives. The conservatives. <laughs> he probably is. I bet you was a Tory, hundred percent. I'd love, I'd love to know if like people spoke about us in the same way, only knowing us through a screen or through their ears, like an audio. I um, guarantee you, they actually think you look like a fish. <laughs> you look like a fucking market trader who's going to say you're <laughs> Yeah, you're the metal man. You're you're the scrap scrap man, Lou. You know what? They're probably they're probably doing. People are entitled to their opinion. That's fair enough. But Vinny has got to go. <laughs> Guy's a clown, absolute clown. He, he, should, he should be working. I still I don't, don't get the hamburger thing, though. I don't get the hamburger thing. <laughs> it, no, it, it came because the um the when they turned the WV one bar into McDonald's, that's oh, what the, okay. that's where that came from. That wasn't me either. So someone, someone else said that I just created the. Uh, the no, picture. no, no. I understand it might not have come from you, Stu. But um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously out there in the ether now, so it's just going to stick, isn't it? So. I just think Jeff needs a bit more help and support because let's not forget. Jeff hey, people are, are, people are turning on Jeff, though. People are turning on him. And rightly so, because he's the one who come out with the bullshit when the, when they brought the club. And let's be, we Jeff knew fuck all about football when he first came to this club. He needs some help. He needs some support, and he needs he needs some education. Yeah, he's, I think he's very. But again, I go back to the point. What realistically are we hoping for from here? And we just said the, um... <laughs> the uh, no, three, honestly, three minutes left. Like... Well, the thing, season the thing tickets is... that cost eight hundred and fifty fucking quid in the Billy Wright for a start. You know, it's all right putting these season ticket prices up. And then they go and mug us off in the transfer market like that and taking the piss. Yeah. Well, they've, they've, shut, they've, they've shut themselves in the foot with this because the promises just haven't been, haven't, well, it, nothing, it hasn't lived up to it at all. We've we've made a profit in a year when we were, we were screwed financially, even though it's three million net on transfers. We'll still probably lose it on Kelvin from last year. So how, still, how, how do we get back to supporting the club and being back on side with, with the ownership then? I think that's, it's, that's up to them yeah. now. Okay, so what? Give me something though, like just say you can't just say that. What okay. do you want to see? Stop, stop making empty promises. Stop chatting shit. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If your manager is literally begging you in the media, telling you exactly what he needs, I was like my dad telling me off when I was a kid. This is like stop chatting shit. Stop <laughs> making empty promises. But it's right. If but you say you're going right, to do something, it's it's right though. Like if just. Just, just go through with what you're saying. Like, be open, be transparent. Is it that straightforward? Of course, is it is. It? It's not. It's not. It's not hard to be honest. It's no, no, really not hard honest. To be honest. And then there's saying you want to achieve something, and then maybe you're not quite working out. That's just life, isn't it? There's there is one thing that no one's mentioned as well. That all this sell to buy nonsense is from the club itself, and it's not from Fosen. Because if you remember that video that um, Chairman Guo did with Bloomberg last year 
and he was saying about that they offered they rang Wolves as Felsen Group and said this is on the Bloomberg website. It's not bollocks. It's all out there. And he said they rang them to ask them if they needed any money, any support through COVID and stuff. He said, no, we're perfectly fine. We're self-sufficient. We'll do it ourselves. So if he's, saying, if he's there offering to help with money injection and Jeff or whoever, well, you'd think it's Jeff because he runs the place. But he's turning around and saying, no, we're going to be self-sufficient. Then, and then that, coming out bleeds- that doesn't mean it's never going to be there. There's still the option that, you know, the Fosun could at the right moment, at the right time, Give us that little bit of a boost. Yeah, which is, I think that's that's the next step because they've had, we've we've tried being, we're, we're effectively like what we were with Steve Morgan, we're self-sufficient. We've yeah. got no, no extra money to spend. We've had to sell to buy. Well, are we, are we on account down yet, by the way, or or not? Uh, just one, less than a minute. Let's all refresh our Twitter feeds in absolute hope. With 10 seconds um, left. Feels like New Year's <laughs> Eve. Yeah, oh, the, I think, um, I think apparently Nigel Lomvite's gone out on loan. I'm reading. Really? Yeah, but I don't think the club wants to tweet it yet because they get all this shit in the oh, world. No. Oh, <laughs> no. I'd love it if they if they put the new um, if they tweeted out at one minute past eleven and said this is the new merchandise range or the uh, or Wolves lottery. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> this is the under, this is the hundred hundred and sixty four quid hoodie that you asked for. Here you go. You can buy it now. There. Oh yeah, that'd be a nice little addition to the club, wouldn't it? Um, well, well, I might as well now. They've all just eleven pm. Crack on. That's eleven pm, gents. That's officially the window slamming shut. Have we got a Have we got a little jingle for that? No? Boom. And <laughs> <laughs> um, we've thrown the key away behind us. No more incomings. It seems um, Wolves working with the squad they've got. That's a transfer window of Jose Sar. Francisco Trincao, Yeson Mosquera, and Huang Hee Chan as first team additions to the side. Um, safe to say that it's not been the most overwhelming um, last few uh, last few days to the transfer window, anyway, and um, perhaps leaving a lot to be desired. But you can all take out your uh, anger on social media over the next couple of weeks until our next fixture. Um, any final thoughts? Out? Sorry. Score it out of ten. Score the transfer window out of ten. I think. I think. I actually still think it's it's as good as a seven. I think. I think it is. I think we've done better than people will will, will believe. We've replaced a goalkeeper with a goalkeeper, so that's that's one thing. We, we've replaced an injured forward with someone else. Brought um, in an extra forward who will likely get us goal. Yeah. And brought in um, a setup. We have brought in a young setup, and we, we we've took we've took a punt on a, a, another young kid as is the Wolves' way. So that's not a seven out of ten for me. Um, oh, yeah, I'd say I'd say it's very very middle of the. It's the bare, absolute bare minimum that you could have done. I'll, uh, actually, I'll, ask, actually, I'll ask you boys again in January then maybe, and uh, we'll revise those numbers. Yeah, that's it. I didn't expect anyone else to come in. I, was, I was said that quite often, and I don't think they'd spend any money which they haven't. So it's just it's for me five or six because the central midfield and central defence, other than bringing a kid in and hoping it works, and Kilman carries all of us in our hearts and on his shoulders. We we were a couple of injuries away being, from being screwed again, which is ridiculous after last season. <laughs> so five out of ten. 
There we go, ladies and gents. Um, thanks for joining us uh, for this. What ended up being quite an un. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck are we doing, guys? Honestly, two hours of what? Two hours of just pure ranting. To be fair, but I hope, I hope you've um, all um, followed and, and and enjoyed it. Obviously, we've got everything all over our social media channels: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you follow us at Wolves Fancast on all those platforms. And um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be coming out with some more content over the international break. Uh, things like GTA Fancast. We'll have a special podcast, I believe, coming out um, in that time as well. And before you know it, we'll be down at Vicarage Road smashing the shit out of the Hornets. Um, but until then, see you soon. It's my voice. God. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. I'm off. I'm going to bed. <laughs> Just keep it on as long as he keeps it on for. Oh, you know what? The first half hour I was watching Mandy, which is possibly the shittiest film I've ever seen in my entire life. Watch that clickbait. It's good. What's Mandy? It's a Nicolas Cage. Um, it's said it's a psychological trip, which it kind of is. It's like a mixture. Is this of... the page writing podcast choice then, or yeah, it's one of that Andy's. Well, a few people have said, "Oh, Mandy's great. You'll love it." and and he's kept it until Halloween because it's kind of scary, but it's just wank. Yeah, it's one of them. It's scary. It's literally a film. Me, me and Matt are going to watch uh, Candyman tomorrow. That, to be fair though, I will say that's the that's the one film that's actually scared me. But I was about ten when I watched it. Which yeah, one? So Candyman. Candyman. Oh, I never watched it. Is it Candyman two when all the bees come out of his body? Two or three. It's been like twenty years since I've seen them. I can't remember now. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to going tomorrow afternoon. So wants to watch it in the afternoon because you'll be scared. So. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, this. I mean, Mandy's Mandy. We're recording two back to back. Mandy and Vengeance. Vengeance is all right, but yeah, it's it's one of the things where it was like almost like hell. Right, trying to be Hellraiser too much, where. But it really wasn't. You might as well just watch Hellraiser. It's better. To be honest, I'm. I mean, I've totally forgot. I miss Married at First Sight uh, today. I'm. I'm that, that's that's the next uh, binge. Is this the UK one or the Australian the UK one? one? It's the UK one, and they all look absolutely. Well, some of them look absolutely nuts. To be honest, well, there's a new one on ITV um, two either as well. It's. Yeah, it was advertising in Love Island. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, it's like um, you got all these blokes there, and some have got boyfriends, some have got girlfriends, and some have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's that? I single and ready to mingle or something. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's, that's just mad. Eh? Like, whatever happened to the good old ones like Blind Date? Do <laughs> you remember that's, that one? Do you remember? Innocent of me, that is. It feels like Luke. Do you remember Man Our Man? Yeah, yeah. We used to walk across and push him with the fucking pill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I'm not sure about that one. That's before my time, clearly. But that, well, yeah, that long ago was it? Chris Tarrant used to do that. Oh, he does. I mean, man, oh man, was you talk? You're probably talking pre two thousand easily. It was about ninety seven, ninety eight. Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it was before the. Um, before the the one that was on, 
no loyalty, no like you, or whatever that thing is that I've never seen. Oh, yeah, that's... that's never watched it. No, it's on an awkward time, mate. I'm always out, or there's always a match on at the same time, and I ain't going to put, put that on a series link. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, Dan has suggested his internet's gone. So if we all just leave, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> it, should just, it should just save itself anyway. No worries. Um, well, I need to get to bed, boys. So same. See you in a Catch bit. You all later. So yeah. Bye.